What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo Esports podcast. This episode 226 for the week of March 13th, 2022. The title of this episode is Rage Against the Ranking. Get it? It's like Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. 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 Right off the top of the good old noggin right there. Beautiful. It still sounds fucking terrible, but you know, we in there. My name's Josh, a.k.a. JK Fire. This week, I'm, ma- I'm, I'm, I'm manned by the joined next to me. <laughs> I'm joined by the man drowning in Diet Dew. Will, a.k.a. I, Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you doing on this Monday evening? Doing all right, man. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, Diet Mountain Dew is my drink of choice. I am usually full of it. <laughs> well, typically, it's like it's the Diet Code Red. That, oh god, that's my. You can't find it anywhere anymore. It's your jam. It's your jam. Yeah, it's good. It's good. But yeah, I'm doing all right on Monday. It's it's our normal it, time. Normal time. We're we're yeah back. We we recorded on Tuesday last week, didn't we? We did. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. That stomach bugs a motherfucker. So, but we're here now. Live. Got some stuff to talk about. We do. Well, how are you doing? I'm. You know, I'm tired of shit. But other than that, I'm all right. We had a we had a rock band night over the weekend. Yes, we did. And then I had an early morning the day after that. Sorry about that. No, it's okay. And we had daylight savings on top of that. That sucked. We were sitting there at two a.m. and we're like, "Oh, it's now three a.m." It literally flipped. We literally saw it flip. Yeah. And so it's like an hour was just poof, gone from existence right before our eyes. I'm like, fuck me, my kid's gonna be up in like three hours. This sucks. But no, it was good overall. Um. For those tuning in the live show, welcome. It's good to see you. Hoods, Kid Colt, a.k.a. Frumpy Apollo, and uh, Anthony ADHD, welcome to the live show. Good to see you. Says, uh, always listen to the podcast, but this time I get to see the live show. Fuck yeah, baby. Um, You do, and you're here. And Kid Colt, thank you. You're awesome as well. We appreciate that. Uh and I'll just I'll just say this if you're if you're listening to the audio version of the show after it's released or watching the VOD, hey, welcome to you too. Hope you're having a great one. And uh, we got some shit to talk about today. Will, do you want to know what's coming up on this week's episode of the show? What do we got? The HDS Major Kansas City information has arrived, and tickets are available right now. So yeah, you can buy tickets right now. They're on Ticketmaster, by the way. Um, VIP already sold out really quick again. Well, guess what else? Will? what's that? So this, I'm not trying to put a downer on anybody's situation. We, we bought VIP tickets, but apparently tickets were available two hours before they were supposed to go live. Oh, so like I checked, I, I just searched because I'm like, well, what's the website for? Because you could buy them through Eventbrite for Raleigh. Um, and I'm like, well, who is it going to be through for Kansas city? Yeah. And so I just Google searched it and a Ticketmaster link popped up and I'm like, huh? No one said anything as to where, when or where, I mean, when we know, but like where they're going to be available. I'll just click on this link. And this was like at uh, 1130 central when they were supposed to go live at noon central. So 10 a.m. Pacific, right? And no, you could buy them right then and there. And that's when I messaged you and I'm like, what are we doing? And here we are. So that was interesting. Apparently they went on sale two hours before they were supposed to. Unless uh, whoever on the site was supposed to enter Pacific and they entered something else. Where it messed that up. That's the only thing I could think of. That's That has to be. But anyway. Either way, general admission tickets are available right now. You can uh, go ahead and purchase them if you'd like to. They're on Ticketmaster. Um, 
team passes will be live, I believe, next week. So if you're interested in going to KC, then uh, there you be. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about K- uh, Kansas City information uh, shortly within the actual show. Um, Space Station might have a roster for more than one event. We'll see if they fucking stick together. Um, tournaments are recapped. Will's going to go through all those. We deep dive into the Halo Infinite ranked multiplayer experience. This could be fun, Will. Fun. The Halo Infinite PC patch has been released. Uh, I hope all the PC players out there are uh, better off now. Um, the New York subliners have seen better days in competitive Call of Duty and video games because that's what we always round out the show with. So, Will, without further ado, let's get into some competitive news. Vexed Gaming purchases U.S.-based Mocket Esports. Is by Vexed. Today, Vexed Gaming can announce the full acquisition of U.S. esports organization Mocket Esports, along with all its assets for an undisclosed fee. With this news, all Mocket operations and branding will cease to exist and will be absorbed into the Vexed Gaming ecosystem. As part of this acquisition, Vexed have also acquired and agreed terms with Mocket's highly competitive EU-based Halo Infinite roster that will play under the Vexed banner for future tournaments. This includes... Batchford, Squashy, Warlord, Looney, and Organs, who is the coach. So there you go. Um, I hope everything was amicable there. And uh, yeah, I know Batchford was excited. So good luck to the Vexed boys. I will miss uh, the Mocket. We've talked about Mocket a lot on the show over the years. Yes. So we'll miss them, but, you know, income Vexed. Next up, we have the HCS BTB show match announcement. This is by Lady Echidna. On Friday, March 18th, that's this coming Friday, there will be an HCS BTB show match tournament comprised of three teams, 36 women from the Halo community. Tune into one of these amazing streams for one hour to unlock the HCS trophy Spartan ID backdrop. That's right, Twitch drops are going to be a thing for this, so you don't want to miss it. And make sure to cheer on Team Echidna if that's what you're interested in, or pick another one of the teams because, you know, Echidna, it's not all about you. It was her tweet, so it is kind of about her. But you know what? You know, you know what? Oh. Jen, I have nothing against her. I'm just joking. <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. Go Team Echidna. Um, but the, the streams that are going to be available, you have Echidna, Ideas, Jessa Savage, Operant Power, Miss Smiles, uh, Zazzle, Cardinal Redbird, uh, Rebecca, Magic, uh, Commander Boom, It's So Cali, and Princess PNG. All the links are included in the uh, in the photo that's included in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show, along with the link to the tweet, exclamation point, show notes and chat. You should be able to see that. And like I said, you can watch for one hour. Twitch drops are going to be enabled. And uh, fucking tune in and get your shit. Halo Rec League FFA series announcement. This is by the Halo Rec League. It's on Tuesdays. Tuesdays. Six weeks of qualifiers. You can play one match per week. Points for placing. Top eight in points play for champs or for chumps is what they're putting it. Week one is on Tuesday, March 15th. That's tomorrow. It'll be at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Signups close at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Join their Discord server. If you are interested in more information on that, or you can message it's Shio right now in the chat. If you're watching live, he's part of the Halo Rec League. Hey, I see you. I see you. The guide to the EU Super Tournament. Super. 
This is by Noob Combo, specifically Maddie Rums over at NoobCombo.com. It's time for the European region to face off in their Super. A Super is an online regional championship tournament. You can classify it as a minor. Below you can find information about the upcoming event. Uh, the Super Qualifier, which has already taken place, which means the top four teams will qualify for pool play. That was on Sunday, March 13th. The Super Open Tournament will be on Sunday, March 20th at 12 p.m. AEDT. And the Australian New Zealand Super Pool Play and the Champ Bracket will be taking place on Friday, March 25th through Sunday, March 27th. It's online, 4v4. Um, you have your Open Bracket, your Pool Play, and your Championship Bracket. Um, but specifically for the Champ Bracket, 10 teams, double elimination, Best of five until best of seven grand finals, and all players must stream their matches. Okay. Here's the breakdown. First place, $36,000. Second, $22,000. Third, $11,200. Fourth, $6,240. Fifth through sixth, both take home $3,080 apiece. Seventh and eighth, $2,000 apiece. Ninth through twelfth, $1,600 apiece. 13th through 16th, $1,200 apiece, and 17th through 20th, $800 apiece. So no matter what you're placing, it looks like you're going to be getting some cash. Now for the big boy. HTS Major Kansas City 2022. Live from Kansas City, Missouri. And not Kansas, because I'm a fucking idiot. Or Montana, for that matter, because I'm an even bigger idiot. That's a story for another day. <laughs> the, the Halo Championship Series returns to LAN for the HCS Major Kansas City 2022, taking place on April 9th, uh, 29th through May 1st. This historic event will feature open and championship bracket players from around the world, an open FFA tournament, partner team booths, and four simultaneous streams so you don't miss any of the action. This event is going to be jam-packed, so let's break it all down. Are there three KC? No. So kid, this is where I'm an idiot. So, oh man. Okay. Fuck it. I'll just say it. Um, Story time with Josh. We're, we're going to say that, you know what? I'm not even going to say that I was uh, buzzed or anything because I wasn't. Okay. I'm not even going to say I was buzzed because I wasn't. Um, instead, I'm just going to say I'm a fucking idiot. So on the map, it was Kansas City MO. Okay. Me, in my dumbassness, I thought M.O. <laughs> stood for Montana. Okay? So, yes, I'm putting that out there. My, my idiocy is now thrown out. I mean, everybody already knew I was a dumbass, but, like, that was really just thrown out there. So, people can roll with that whatever they want. But, yes, I honest to God thought for a split second that M.O. meant Montana. And I'm like, wait a second. That would be more than a six-hour drive for Minnesota, wouldn't it? <laughs> and I looked up the address for the actual event on Google Maps, and it's like, no, it's six. It's like over. It's just over six hours. You fucking idiot! And it's in Missouri. No, and Mo stands for Missouri. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm just fucking dumb. So there you go. That's story time. Back to the article. Key info. Speaking of where it's at, it's at the Kansas City Convention Center. At 301 West 13th Street, Suite 100 in Kansas City, Missouri, 64105 uh, Bartle Hall A is where that is going to be. Again, it's April 29th through May 1st. It's a major global participation. Uh, you can It's going to be broadcasted on Twitch and YouTube. 
Spectator and VIP tickets are on sale right now, although VIP is, I believe, sold out. Um, team passes will go on sale Monday, May. Monday, May. What the fuck? Monday, March 21st. I really can't speak right now. At 10 a.m. Pacific time. If they actually go on sale at 10 a.m. Pacific time, who God fucking knows? I don't know. Um, there's a 4v4 uh, with a prize pool starting at $250,000. Which will more than likely go up based off crowdfunding is what I'd imagine. We just have to wait and see. Um, I did not include everything from this article. I included a decent amount because this is what our show is revolved around, but I did not include everything. So if you want to see everything within the article, uh, Google Doc of the show notes of the show, exclamation point, show notes and chat. You can click on the link. You can follow along. You can read the rest of it. Um, what's up, Brian? I'm going to take a swig. I apologize for the pause in the audio COVID protocol for the Kansas city major. Our approach today is to, is to take a cautious and safe one. And thus we'll be mirroring the protocol we had in December for the Raleigh major. However, as we get closer to the event, we will look at the protocol once again to see if it's still safe at that point to remove some or all of the restrictions. Again, depending upon local government and broader Microsoft security and event policies at that time. This will ensure we're all prepared for the outset from the outset, but have a moment to review protocol once again with the most up-to-date information. So for entrance to the event, as of right now, to enter the venue, all attendees and staff present proof of vaccination or a negative PCR test administered within the 72 hour peer, uh, 72 hours prior, um, Tuesday, the 26th of April and Thursday, the 28th of April and complete a daily symptom check each day prior to entry. While in the venue, inside the venue, masks must remain on all attendees, including players and staff at all times without extension, without exception. Now, the one thing I'm going to say is that we did not see it in full enforcement at Raleigh. Um, so we'll see what happens at KC. Um, but like, like they said, they're still focused on as up-to-date information as they can possibly get. So we will see um, if protocols change because everything's a little bit up in the air still. But as of right now, that is the information we have and anything can change leading up to the event. We still have a little over a month to go. So we'll just have to wait and see. Tournament format. The open bracket. This will be a double elimination bracket where the top eight teams will move on to the next stage in the tournament. The top four from the winner's bracket moving forward into pool play and the top four from the elimination bracket or they say or lower bracket or loser's bracket moving on to the championship bracket starting in loser's bracket round one. Okay. Anthony, I think I did, but we'll talk about that soon. Pool play. We'll be providing accommodation and travel stipends for 16 qualified teams made up of teams from North America, Mexico, Europe, and Australia, New Zealand. Teams will be drawn into four pools of four where they'll be joining uh, with the top four teams from the open bracket to play in a single round robin format. The top two teams from each pool will go into winners round one of the champ bracket. The third place team will go into round three of losers bracket of the losers portion of the championship bracket. And the fourth place team will go into round two of the 
elimination bracket, elimination portion of the championship. That's weird to me. Never mind. I'm an idiot. Don't mind me. So third place will go into losers round three. Fourth place will go into losers round two. And finally, the fifth place team in each pool will go into losers round one of the champ bracket. Well, they will start in the first round and will face off against teams coming from the elimination portion of the open bracket. Championship bracket. Ultimately, a 24-team double elimination championship bracket style will determine the tournament winner. This is the culmination of the, both the open and pool play. The winner will take home the lion's share of the $250,000 starting prize pool. And then, of course, because it's a major, we have a free-for-all. Once the open bracket has concluded, that's a key takeaway here. Once the open bracket has concluded, we'll be hosting a free-for-all tournament with a $5,000 prize pool open to all of those in attendance. More format info will be provided at a later date. And the biggest difference here between Raleigh and the standard major format for Kansas City is that the championship bracket will feature 24 teams instead of 32, making it more competitive coming out of the open bracket. Okay, so it's not 32 teams in champ. It's going to be only 24. Venue tickets and team passes. General mission three-day tickets include entrance into the event for the entirety of the tournament, access to compete in the free-for-all tournament at no extra charge, and it's 50 bucks. VIP three-day tickets. Uh, early entry into the venue on Friday. You get the first look at the stage and venue. Dedicated entry line at check-in. Access to the VIP lounge and private bar. Limited edition VIP credential. Ex uh, ex Jesus Christ. Okay. Guys. Exclusive. There are... <laughs> whoever wrote the article, please double, triple check it or... Get somebody else to, because that's the third grammar inconsistency I found. Exclusive production tour on Friday morning with backstage access and onstage photo opportunity. Early access to the free-for-all competition check-in 30 minutes before general admin. Surprise exclusive giveaways, and it's $100. Partner team codes. In order to provide extra value to fans and also allow fans to support their favorite teams directly, you can use any of the below codes at checkout to receive a 10% discount on your tickets. When you save 10%, the teams receive 10%. And that includes FaZe, Optic, Space Station, E-United, Navi, G2, Cloud9, Sentinels, and Fnatic. And then team passes. Team passes will go on sale Monday, March 21st at 10 a.m. Pacific time on hcs.ee.gg. We'll have more details on price, where to purchase, how to register your team, and more at that time. Team passes will cover four players and a coach. We want to note that all teams will be required to purchase a team pass, including those starting in pool play. Once those teams qualify for pool play ahead of the event, we will provide a refund. Spectator and VIP ticket refund policy. HCS will only be considering refunds for tickets until March 22nd at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Refunds will not be accepted after March 22nd at 6 p.m. Eastern time. No tickets may be exchanged to revent credit with Ticketmaster or 343 and HCS events. Tickets are non-transferable. In the event that the event is canceled due to the organizer or COVID restrictions, refunds will be processed for all purchasers. Where to watch it? You can catch all the action live April 29th through May 1st over at twitch.tv forward slash halo, twitch.tv forward slash HCS, HCS underscore red, and HCS underscore blue. Or on YouTube, 
youtube.com forward slash Halo, uh, Halo Esports, Halo Esports, and Halo Esports. There you go. And then Twitch drops. It wouldn't be a proper HCS event without exclusive drops. Stay tuned and follow at HCS on Twitter for updates on Twitch drops for the Kansas City Major. And that's it for the competitive news. Your upcoming tournaments of the week presented by NoobCombo.com. Check out NoobCombo.com for Halo Esports needs. And maybe some merch. If you're into that sort of thing. If you're feeling spicy. Are you feeling spicy? Get your Noob Combo merch today. Because <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> daily tournaments are taking place. UMG Daily Tournaments and First Blood Daily Tournaments on Monday, March 14th. That's today. You have the HCS FFA Series for Mexico, Australia, New Zealand, EU, and North America. The Esports Arena Series E Tournament and Halo Chamber EU Open, which I think got postponed. Because remember when I mentioned that Halo Infinite had a PC update? Well, apparently that broke observers for some people. Oh. So... Uh, I, I saw a tweet of Halo Chambers that said, like, they're having difficulty getting into matches um, to observe. So they I think they had to postpone. I think. Tuesday, March 15th, we have the Louis V. Titan Money Tuesday open. Uber Nick and First Blood 4v4 in the Halo Rec League FFA Series Week Number 1. Wednesday, March 16th, we have the Knights Arena Weekly Halo Infinite 4v4. On Thursday, March 17th, we have the HCS Open Series uh, North American Final. Um, the, the top eight teams qualified, well, moved on, right? And so we have the top eight teams that are going to be fighting for their, uh, chance to win on Thursday. On Friday, March 18th, we have the Vanguard Halo Series Winterland in the EGL Master Chief Cup number 15. On Saturday, March 19th, we have the Xbox Fan Fest Series Finale for North America and EU with the UNCW GameCon 2v2. The Key 64 Halo 5... TBT SWAT Tournament, Halo 5. Lady Spartan Pro Series Qualifier number 2. And then on Sunday, March 20th, we have the HCS EU Super Open. And that's it for upcoming tournaments of the week presented by NoobCombo.com. Check out NoobCombo.com for And maybe some merch if you're feeling fucking just... Like fucking... What is it? Hot dad summer? What the fuck is it? What did we joke about? I don't remember. Is it hot girl summer? Is that like the official phrase? Yeah, we're going to do something about... Guys? I don't remember. Or dads? I don't know. I don't recall. I don't either. But you can buy their merch. So there's that. Will! Yeah. What do we happen to have next? Rustermania! Yes, some roster mania right before an event. Not right before. I mean, we still got like a month. It's, I mean, yeah, but it's still only a month. Still only have a few weeks for these guys to practice up. Anyway, Space Station Gaming. Collect and Rami are in. Flazen and Zion are out. So uh, roster change. We'll see if this can improve Space Station's standing within the top teams. They have some work to do. If the open series over the weekend... Was any indication? Then maybe. We'll talk about that later. Maybe. 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 Um, Fanatic. Jazeera has been benched. 
Do we know who for? I guess I don't recall. They didn't include it in their tweet. And it literally broke like right before we started recording. So maybe someone's coming coming aboard. Maybe. And you know what's funny? In their mm. tweet, they said uh, he's being moved to their inactive roster. Oh. I'm like, what the? Just say he's benched. Benched, inactive roster. Inactive roster sounds better than bench. Sure. But I mean, it's the same fucking difference. It's, it's like, a down. It's like when, uh, when, we're re- when the news story about Vex Gaming buys Mocket, it's like, um... What did it say? With this, with this news, all market operations and branding will cease to exist. Yeah. Like, well, they're fucking uh, done. Jesus Christ. You just killed them, bro. Calm yeah. down. Like, that's that's the feeling I got. Inactive roster. Okay. Sure. Uh, but anyway, that's all we have for Roster Mania this week. All right. Then I guess we'll move into some uh, scrim and tournament league recaps for the week. Uh, I'll start with some scrim recaps. Just a couple for you, a couple more optic ones to throw out. Uh, so on March 8th, optic gaming, the one when we were recording previously and uh, the Sentinels optic stream was taking place, you know? Yeah. So that finished up and that ended up in a 10, three going to optic gaming. And then um, we also had on March 13th, we have optic gaming uh, beating phase 10 to one. So there's that. And then I think they had a little bit of a closer scrim with maybe Sentinels. It was like eight to five or something like that. Yeah, I did hear about that one. Yeah. So there's that. So who the fuck knows? It's only scrims. I don't know. I'll wait and see what happens on land. That's what I'm really curious about because it'd be one thing. It'd be one thing if we had more to go off of, of like there were pro series events taking place. Like leading up to KC, right? But there's not. Mm. There's only open, and they're yeah. not competing in it. So, when I literally only have the scrim results to go off of, that uh, I still want more. I want to see, you know. I want to. You 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 want to see them in the high pressure situation. Yeah, I want to go up there. I want to touch them. I want to touch them on the shoulder. And be like, hey, how you doing? How you, how you doing? <laughs> Your scrims are pretty good, but uh, gotta perform now, bud. All right, Matt, you got this, Matt. All right, thanks. I just trot off stage. So, but it's, yeah, you, you you can try that one over there. I don't know how far you're gonna get. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna be going up against Sentinels or Cloud Nine. I'm just gonna strut up and I'll be like, "Hey, hey, lunch. Hey, come here, come here. Hey, you guys are really good in scrims. Just want to say that. Now, like, oh, you guys got Matt now. Go get him, Tiger. Rawr. <laughs> no. And then I'll pat him on the shoulder and then I'll run off. And then you'll be promptly escorted from the You're building. Right? And then they'll lose and be like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But no, their, their scrims have been fantastic. Don't get me wrong. It's just we, we have nothing tangible to go off of other than this online. Who knows how much effort everybody's putting in. And I'm not saying people aren't putting effort in. I say this all the time. It's just, but it's a scrim, you know? Last night, uh, Ryan Noob was going over film review on a stream, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, because Ryan Noob's a good fucking dude. He's, he was preparing. He was... Ryan Noob's the dude. Yeah. The big Lebowski. The dude. See, that's an old movie I've seen. The big Lebowski? <laughs> yeah. All right, fair enough. That's a good one. Oh my god! You know, cool. did, did you know there's a Church of Dudism? No shit, really. Yeah, yeah. Where the Our, fuck's is that? Like where the movie was filmed? No, no, no. Like it's he is the dude, you know, in his laid back demeanor. Yeah, 
there is literally like a church of dudism. Oh, um, oh. you can, you can be where people or, like act like the dude. Well, they don't have to, but you can get ordained through them. I've had our, our friend got married under that. Like the, the minister was a under dudism. Dudism. Wow. Got married. Interesting. That's pretty awesome. Actually. Yeah. Pretty cool. That's pretty really cool. How long was that wedding? Not long. Oh, I would hope not. <laughs> I mean, if it, unless it's like chill, you know, just like no, back to pretty, hang out for like five hours. It was pretty chill. Yeah, we all just hung around. <laughs> oh, my God. Kid Colt says uh, Cloud9 throws on purpose to have a formal celebration. Oh, my God. Okay. That pun shit out of here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Will, that's that, those are the only couple scrims I wanted to call out because oh, we're, okay. we're, we're paying attention to this optic situation, you know. I mean, they got their hoodie on. They did have the biggest team change. Yeah. Coming out of Raleigh, basically. Yeah, they had the biggest shock. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Pistola so. is... We still don't know what's going on. Is he... No. Benched? Is he off optic? It's 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 weird to me. To our knowledge, he's benched. Yeah. But I think that... They shouldn't uh, be... He shouldn't be stopped from competing if he wants right. to go somewhere else. Get that man back on the sticks. Right. I imagine that they, they, there's, uh, there's a trade clause in his contract... That may or may not allow him to go there, to go somewhere else. Um, but yeah, what do we got for the tournament league recaps that happened over the last week, Will? Oh, right. If you want to know what happened last week and hear me mess up gamer tags, here we go. God it's damn. Knights Arena Weekly Halo Infinite 4v4. In second place was Ups Flow. It's uh, I'm Snapes, I am a Tooth, Woe Nasty, and Koba Corbcastrophe. There you go. And the first place went to. G2 and Phase, Falcated Boobadoo, Tuscan Sab. Next up, Louis V. Titans, Muddy Tuesdays, 2v2 tournament results. And third, fourth, we had Sarium, which was Nexi and Ampium. Other third, fourth place team was Lones, which was Not Fear Evil and Lone Judge. Second went to Covington, LA. It was Claytron and Boobadoo, and first went to Exceed. This was evolving and pyretic. Before you continue, um, yep. I'm sorry. I just want to address something as well. Uh, Maddie says he's probably a restricted free agent regarding Ola. Mm. Um, and then Anthony says regarding Rostermania, I was really thinking SSG would pick him up uh, and said they picked elsewhere. My thought process on SSG is that they're in rebuild mode. <laughs> it really feels, dude, it feels like they don't know what the fuck they're doing. And they're just they're just trying a bunch of shit out. And if I th- this is really no offense to them, but if if I was Ola, I wouldn't want to touch that with a ten foot pole. Like they can't even compete for top eight right now. It's now hoping with the roster change they just made they can compete for top eight. But like it's, whoo boy. I mean I'm just hoping that. All I'm hoping is that after KC. Whatever their placing is, they don't just drop half their guys and are like, ah, let's fucking start again. Because Ace is still there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ace is the place with the help hardware, folks. <laughs> I don't fucking know, man. Oh, Jesus Christ. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Continue. Next up, Xbox Fan Fest Weekly Qualifier. Number three out of North America. In fourth place, we had... Lenadres, I'm going to go with. It was Magical and Pool. KCP was Druck and Soul Snipe. Uh, Sintra Negra, 
second place with Johan MC and Guardian. And then first went to Fnatic, Super CC, and Septify. The Xbox Fan Fest Weekly Qualifier number three for EU. In fourth place was Quadioshi's. <laughs> it was Quadios and HHZE. Third went to Uwu, uh, Sunriz, and Z. ZC. God damn it. ZC for. Yeah, we're going to go with that. Uh, Black Hand was in second, taking Flux and Lunny. And Homeless Kings was Mista and Moe's. Next tournament here, the Lady Spartan Pro Series Finals. Number one. In fourth place was Good Vibes, Dreamy Dream, Songfully, Veronica, and Memzy. Third went to Falling Esports, which included Command Station, Ideas, uh, Pixakura, and... I'm going to go with Abby Atkins or uh, Biancus. B- There's an X. The X is throwing me off. But what, what do we know? Biancus. Right. We always it. fucking ignore X's. Like, Jesus All right. Christ. Next team needs eight bad. Second place was Miss Audie, Eyeblood Reina, Divine Damsel, and Queen. And in first place was Hydra Gaming. Uh, Miss Lake is it Lake Car Lacar yeah it's uh, Lake Car I think Lake Car Janelle uh, Cranberry and Minx we always we always get choked up on that one like we because it's like it, we've said it multiple times I just feel stupid all right next tournament HGS Super Qualifier for EU and here are your top four it is Team Timmy so badly wanted to do Timmy from. Uh, South Park. <laughs> it's Sticka. <laughs> Lemizer, Shirzy, and Hollers. This is Shirzy 2, by the way. It is. Uh, Swedish Vikings included MC versus Arbiter, Beatley, Quachi, and Hercules. Uh, your org here Valkyrie, Frugal, Namains, and Mighties. Get it? They're, they're looking for organizations. You could have your org there. You very well could. That could be your your name. Get at them. Bitch. And uh, also making top four was Team Potential. It's uh, HHZE. I don't know how to say your name, so that's what it is now. Jiren, Jiren, Jiren. Dietz Reto? What the? Dezirito? I think it's and, Desire. Desire. Why is there shit at the and <laughs> regards? Okay, I don't know. I liked Jiren, uh, Jiren, Jaren. I like that one. That's a good one. <laughs> I don't Holy know anymore. Shit. I don't know. Next up, the HES Open Series for Mexico. In fourth was Team Rebel, Lure, Laylocks, Roach, and Strikey. Third was Centra Negra, Dolan Season, Johan MC, Soy Guardian, and Sepsters. Second went to Timber Esports, Magic Buttons, Bullet, Luderka, and Noble. And first went to Pittsburgh Knights, Atso Drift, Tapping Buttons, and Pool. HS Open Series for Australia and New Zealand. In fourth place was BBR, Ads, Benji, Jim Bob, and, and, uh, and Ninjestics. Third went to Direwolves, Vamped, Dino, Zirkle, and Bald. Second went to Demons, Lolly, Sways, Plasma, and Jordan. And first went to Doom. It was Berserk, Flex Reigns, Beaston, and Raided. Uh, notice how the Chiefs did not compete in this one. 
Why not? He's just not around. I don't know. See you later, Kid Colt. Have a great fucking night. All right. And last one here. The HCS Open Series for North America. The top eight tween, te- tweens, teams qualified. Top eight tweens. <laughs> oh, you qualified for Thursday, all right? I really like that, though. I like tweens. <laughs> don't let your... <laughs> don't, don't, don't let your tweens be tweens. Oh, <laughs> These teams include Incognito, which is Carmea, Picky Saiyan, Neuronical, and Cycle. Torrent, which included Aperture. Filthy G. Huss and Hotshot Ghost. Built by Gamers, Nemesis, Minds, Boehm, and King J. E United, Spartan, King Nick, Rain, and Rhinoob. Space Station Gaming, Ace, Collect, Tylenol, and Rami. Complexity, Triton, Monster, Hysteria, and Vetra. Exet, Kratos, Suspector, Suppressed, and Arctic. And G2E Sports, Gilkey, Sab, Tusk, and Straight Sick. So the reason why I said we'll see what that space station roster does is because they sent E United to losers in, in this open series tournament. So take that for what you will. Um, but I will say that that's a nice start. I know this is an open series. Um, not a ton of implications here, but the fact that you still were able to do that in your first week of being an actual team, that's pretty fucking cool. So We'll see if momentum can be carried because you have to obviously wait until towards the end of this week to actually compete again, Mm -hmm. finish this tournament out. We'll see if they're able to keep that fire going, keep that chemistry going because I mean, I know this is not like a championship Sunday scenario, but we know teams act differently in the finals. So very true. Yeah. Who knows? All right. That does it for tournament league recaps. All right. Let's get to our topic. Will. it's beefy. The closer look, Halo Infinite's ranked experience. We're going to read through um, a good chunk of the article. I did trim a little bit, um, but we're going to read through the good bulk of it. And then uh, before we talk about our thoughts, um, I included uh, Max Holberman's thoughts along with some replies that he had to the thread that he put out because I thought it was pretty insightful. For those who don't know who Max Holberman is, um, he is the systems designer for Halo 2 and Halo 3. Um, who specifically basically worked on the ranked experience in those games. And he is currently the founder and CEO of Certain Affinity, who has also assisted on Halo titles. So um, let's get into it. So terminology. This is, these are terms that are going to be used in this article. We have True Skill 2, which is the underlying system that is used to understand as accurately and quickly, it's very key here, as accurately and quickly as possible, how skilled each player is relative to the population of players. Skill, or MMR, skill refers to how good a player is, and MMR, a matchmaking rating, is the numerical representation of skill for a specific playlist as measured by the True Skill 2 system. We use this skill rating in matchmaking to ensure even, fair matches. Matchmaking, the process by which players are brought together to compete. True match the underlying system that is used to get the best possible matches by adjusting matchmaking parameters in response to shifting populations. And then CSR, short for competitive skill rank. This is the ranking that you see as a player. While it is closely tied to MMR, 
CSR is not directly used in the matchmaking process. It is a reflection of your performances in a ranked playlist throughout the season. So TLDR on that basic section is CSR doesn't matter, is what it sounds like. Let's continue. Overview. In Halo Infinite, there are six, potentially going to be seven. Yeah. But as of right now, there are six CSR ranks, each of which has six sub-ranks to help you see how you're progressing up a ladder. Here is a list of Halo Infinite CSR ranks displayed as rank and then sub-ranks. Um, and also, they already lied, technically. Uh, in Halo Infinite, there are six CSR ranks, each of which has six sub-ranks. Incorrect. Five of them have sub-ranks. Onyx just has a numerical rating next to it. Right? Am I wrong there? But the numerical rating is the sub-rank, right? But are there six sub-ranks in Onyx? No. Okay. Because it'll, like, when you get, like, 15, it starts at 1,500. Yeah, and then you just progress in that. Yeah, like, yeah. form, like, I think, uh, I maybe, maybe not formal, but someone else was, like, you know, up to 18-something or, yeah. like, 2,000, you know. Yeah. Whatever. It really just depends on where you, right. where so, you land. So, I'm going to say that there are, si- there are six CSR ranks, five of which have six sub-ranks. So, you have bronze, one through six, silver, one through six, gold, one through six, platinum, one through six, diamond, one through six, and then onyx. <sighs> okay. For each sub-rank within a rank, one represents the base sub-rank and six represents the highest. Currently, again, currently, Onyx is the highest rank offered in Halo Infinite. And they even say here, you'll notice that there are no sub-ranks within Onyx. Instead, Onyx players are shown a numeric CSR rating starting at 1500, like Will mentioned. There is no hard cap on this rank. At the start of each season or after any rank reset, players will begin their journey unranked and must play 10 qualification matches before earning an initial CSR. For players who usually find themselves at the top of the ladder, the highest starting CSR you can earn after the qualification matches is typically within the diamond tier. At initial release, the max CSR was diamond one. And after our mid-season reset, it was diamond five. You don't have a CSR displayed during qualification but true skill two is still calculating and updating your skill rating based on your performance during these matches. This lets us matchmake you with and against players close to your skill level, which in turn gives us significantly better information about your skill than if you only played all 10 matches against average skill players. Rest assured, if you see diamond and onyx players during your qualification matches, you're not being penalized. True skill two thinks you have a similar skill to them. Nuts and bolts. True skill too. The goal of the system here is to understand, again, very, very key here, accurately and quickly, how skilled each player is relative to the population of players. True skill too uses a variety of data about each player's performance in multiplayer matches, including wins, losses, kills, deaths, etc., to build this understanding model and determine each player's skill. It considers each player's performance in each game to get the best possible understanding of their skill, their teammates' skills, and their opponents' skills. The system then takes the data of each player's performance, relates it to the skill of all the other players in that game, and makes fine-tuned adjustments to their skill ratings. This skill rating is known as MMR. 
and is used primarily during matchmaking. And then for anybody that is chatting in regarding this, I'm going to get to the end of the article, then we'll discuss. So please put stuff in chat if you'd like to. I will address it when we get to the end. Skill ratings were not carried over from previous Halo titles to Infinite. But True Skill 2 can very quickly establish a new player's skill because the pre-built model allows True Skill 2 to easily see what skill is implied by the player's performance in their first few games. Additionally, when a group of players joins a fire team together, the skill system adjusts their skills upwards slightly to account for the advantage of being in a coordinated group. This adjustment is learned by the system from historical data, like all aspects of skill, and it results in better matching based on party sizes. Okay? So yes, if you do party up, and fuck you, Maddie. If you do party up, your MMR will go up based off that party size. CSR. As mentioned above, there are multiple ranks and subranks in the CSR system for Halo Infinite. Behind the scenes, however, it's stored as a numerical rating, which starts at zero, bronze one, and becomes visible once players reach 1500 or Onyx. A very reasonable question that players have is, why does CSR exist as a separate concept from MMR? Why not just show me my MMR? The reason for the separation is that due to the nature of the True Skill 2 system, changes to a player's MMR don't always correlate directly with short-term in-game outcomes. For example, you may play really well in a losing effort, in which case your skill rating, MMR, could go up but it wouldn't make sense for your rank CSR to go up on a loss. Of course not. Why would that make sense if you performed well? Instead, we would like players to feel a clear progression with CSR gains and losses that make sense in the context of the outcome of the game while taking the game's difficulty and the player's individual performance into account. But that contradicted what you just said. But here are the key characteristics of CSR progression. CSR will never go down on a win or up in a loss. In the long run, your CSR will always trend towards your MMR. We do this so that your visible ranking is representative of your actual skill. This is particularly noticeable when your CSR is far from your MMR. In those cases, you're more likely to see the maximum per game CSR update, which is plus 15 on a win, minus 15 on a loss. So there you go. It is capped to a plus 15 CSR on a win to a minus 15 CSR on a loss. And that is at like, if you are drastically not close enough on your CSR versus MMR and you just drastically either outperform or underperform and you have to win or lose. Right, CSR goes up more for wins against players who are higher skilled than you and goes up less for wins against players who are less skilled than you. The inverse is also true for losses. We do this to avoid CSR inflation. CSR will go up more on a win when you perform well in-game while still adhering to the plus 15 limit. The inverse is also true on a loss. 
This means your in-game contributions matter and are reflected in your CSR progression. Your in-game contributions are all that matters. Basically. Last but not least, a player's skill, and therefore MMR, can absolutely change over time. For example, as they get better at the game, when this happens, their CSR will follow their MMR. While CSR will always trend towards MMR, there will be discrepancies, especially at the start of a new season, when players who qualify are given a slightly lower CSR than we expect they'll achieve several games later. So, to keep ranked matches as fair as possible, we matchmake based on MMR rather than CSR, indicating yet again that CSR doesn't matter. In this context, a fair match is one where each team has a 50-50 chance at winning because the teams are evenly balanced. By consistently putting players into these fair matches, we expect to see an average 50% win rate. Note that that's a side effect we expect to see and not a goal. We don't give you unfair matches just to enforce a 50% win rate, although that's kind of what it feels like it happens. In order for CSR and MMR to converge, when players have a roughly 50% win rate, it means that CSR gain and loss will not always be symmetrical on a per-player basis. An underranked player, CSR below MMR, will typically gain more for a win than they do for a loss, while an overranked player, CSR is above their MMR, will see the opposite. Matchmaking. The other big component of the ranked multiplayer experience is, of course, matchmaking itself. As mentioned in the terminology section, the special sauce here is Microsoft Research's True Match. True Match is an AI-based system that learns about the matchmaking population and dynamically adjusts the parameters used during matchmaking. True Match works together with Xbox Live's Smart Match and 343 Industry Services with the aim of giving you the best match possible in terms of skill and latency. True Match will always use the skill in the playlist that you are matching in. Skill is a critical part here, as the more evenly balanced the games are, the more fun they are for players, because it means their personal performance can affect the outcome. If your opponent's skill is much higher than yours, then you may end up losing severely, and the match won't be fun. Of course, the opposite is also true. Or if you are much higher skilled than your opponents, then there's no challenge, and the game is generally just not as much fun either. Because God forbid if you have fun shitting on kids and social. Because social doesn't exist anymore, so you don't have to worry about that. Getting good skill matches with low data center pings while keeping matchmaking times reasonably low is difficult especially as the size and composition of the population varies across playlists and throughout the day or week. So, TrueMatch constantly analyzes the player population on all the relevant metrics to maintain a model of the current population for each playlist. It then uses those models to produce the optical, optimal, not optical, not eyes, optimal matchmaking via smart match based on the current size and composition of the population in each playlist. So in short, each playlist matchmaking parameters are updating on their own automatically 
based on the number of available players, their skill, their connection, expected wait times, and more. Importantly, True Match also offers us the ability to include different matchmaking factors for each playlist using configurable weights. They like got the Bowflex fucking dumbbells that you can switch the weight on. That's what they got. Some of these weighting factors presented in alphabetical order. That's important because they don't want you to get shit twisted. They are average team skill gap. It makes the teams fair so that either team can potentially win each game. Individual player skill gaps determines how close all the players skill should be in the match. It helps avoid lower skilled and higher skilled players in the same game which makes a better experience, especially for the lower skilled players. Latency in the data center ensures that all players have good connections to a common data center. And wait time. Don't make the players wait too long for their matches. For example, in ranked arena, we set the priorities to emphasize small individual player skill gaps across teams and low latency, while also allowing for matchmaking to take a bit longer. On the other hand, in the big team battle playlist, we emphasize faster matchmaking, recognizing that finding 24 similarly skilled people tends to take more time and gaps in skill are less noticeable when there are that many players in the game. Generally, we believe that the system is quite good at achieving the goals that we set for it. However, players who lie on the edges of our distributions, such as high skilled players in low population areas, are more likely to see unexpected outcomes. As with all aspects of Halo Infinite, we will closely monitor how these systems perform in the wild and will make adjustments and improvements as needed. We, just like you, want everyone to have a quality, fair, and fun experience in matchmaking. So, the article is rounded out with some community questions that have been answered. So, the community FAQ. It feels like there are too many Diamond and Onyx players. Is that true? Well, earlier this year, we confirmed that ranks were on average somewhat higher than expected, as discussed in our previous blog post. But our recent updates to ranked matchmaking and the accompanying rank reset on February 22nd should have helped to adjust the distribution. It's too early to share full details on the new distribution, as many players are still working on their qualifying matches. However, we can share that for the players in the Platinum and Diamond tiers, the new changes have resulted in CSRs 150 to 300 points, in other words, 3 to 6 subranks, below what they were pre-reset, depending upon the playlist. And they'll keep a close eye on it. Why does it feel like there are outliers, overperformers and underperformers, in some of my ranked matches? Well, Jimmy, you're not imagining things. Okay, right now there can be outliers in ranked matches and improving this aspect of matchmaking is our highest priority. It's worth noting that outliers can often come at all skills. For instance, some players may see a pro who hasn't finished their placement matches dominate while still unranked and consider them an outlier in the matchup. On the other side of the spectrum, you could get a player who isn't as good as you because they partied up with a friend who plays at a higher level, meaning their combined skills average out at about your skill. Those aren't the only two reasons why this can happen, though, and we recognize that these matches aren't always great when they occur, even when they may look good on paper. As a result, we're investigating to see which values we can tune, like the fucking Bowflex weights, 
in order to in order to create more fair and competitive matches in ranked. But why can an unranked player match up in my lobby? Even while unranked in a playlist, the system will start to get a good idea of your skill and place you in more even matches, meaning it will only get more accurate and thus more competitive as you continue your journey into ranked and every other playlist, because MMR is always a thing. However, as the system starts to approximate your skill, it's helpful to place you against players who have already placed in ranked. For example, if you're unranked and you do extremely well in a lobby with platinum players, the system will know that you're better than platinum and then puts you in a higher ranked lobby, diamond players, to see how you perform there. As this skill assessment occurs, your teammates will see you as unranked, even though you deserve to be in that lobby too. It's important to remember, unranked does not mean someone is bad or brand new to the game. It just means that even though the system has a good approximation of their skill, it wants a few extra matches just to be sure. Okay. But, but 343, okay? It's Jimmy here. Got a question for you. Does my performance in social impact my MMR in ranked? Well, in some instances, all instances, we will leverage your performance in social to build a baseline starting point when starting your ranked journey. We use data from all over the game, both at a playlist level and game mode level to approximate your skill rating and other playlists if you're playing them for the first time. So yeah, Jimmy, your bot matches do count. They do, at least in the beginning. The reasoning for this is to get you closer to an accurate skill rating faster and thus reduce the number of unfair matches we make for you and the people in your games. A real-world comparison would be if you wanted to get a quick estimate of someone's ability as a runner before the tour. I'm not going to fucking use the runner analogy because who cares? Because there's a note that adds on to it. While doing this has its benefits, we know it isn't flawless. We've seen the threads out there outlining a few areas that could be improved. And we're continuing to fine-tune this part of our matchmaking process. Or, in my analogy, both flex weights. <laughs> okay, 343, three, all right. It's Jimmy here. How come there are times that I barely rank up for a win, but go down a lot for a loss? What the fuck is that? Well, Jimmy, calm down. It's okay. It's okay. If you're not going up much after a win, it could be because you didn't perform well in that match. Your individual skill was higher than your opponent's or your CSR is currently overranked and the system is correcting itself. It's okay, Jimmy. The same reasons come into play when you go down a lot for a loss. If the enemy team was lower skilled than you and you fucking lost because you're a loser, you didn't perform well and lost or you lost while your CSR is overranked. You know, it happens. And when they happen, these smaller gains and noticeable losses are meant to keep your CSR in check in the long run. But we already, Jimmy, we already talked about this. Your CSR doesn't fucking matter. So don't worry about it. Okay. Thanks for the, thank you for that 343. Jimmy here. I'm calmed down a little bit more and I have another question for you. All right. 
Will there ever be a reconnect feature added in to help in instances when I disconnect or I have a game crash? These are games not fucking stable enough. Well, Jimmy, we've also seen this request quite uh, pop up quite a bit. Now we like the idea. Don't get us wrong, but we'll need to do additional investigations before we can make any commitments. Because you know, God forbid we do anything that the community wants in the game. All right. That's that. All right. The, the old, the old, we'll have to wait and see trick. I got it. All right. Jimmy here. Last question. So Onyx is the highest rank right now. Will there ever be a champion rank again? Well, Jimmy, we heard this feedback loud and clear. And we'll be adding it in the future season down the road. Similar to the reconnect feature above. We still need to scope out the work for this before we can commit to any timing. Because God forbid you use a system that you already had in a previous game and bring it over. But hey, there's that. That's the article. Thanks for the questions, Jimmy. Um, before we continue on to Max Hoberman, uh, Rage More Nerd, Brian, welcome, by the way, uh, states, what's the point of placements if you're already matched up against Diamond and Onyx with your MMR? It's quickly. It's quickly, though. And that was the big point I wanted to hit in that article, is that they they put emphasis on wanting to match you quickly against skilled players. The reason why I say this is because I'm going to mention what Max talks about shortly here. Uh, Justin says, but if you always try and keep a uh, win-loss ratio at 50%, then how do I grind up? Well, they even said, Justin, they're not trying to. Every match is a 50-50 if you win it or lose it. So essentially, you are trying to even out the matches. Yeah, but they say it's not a goal of theirs. It's just how the system works. I mean, you. I mean, everything is even, right? Like <laughs> yeah. They want it even starts. Yeah. They want here's, you- here's what I want to say to that, though. Go ahead. Please do. So I, I talked about this in Discord where if you have, just say it's like a lobby of, like, cause I've seen it where there's an Onyx player mm-hmm. and like, so I'm, a, I'm currently a plat four in, in whatever. I'm the plat player. There's three diamonds, on, other diamonds on my team. Okay. The other team is like, a plat player, maybe a lower tier diamond, a mid tier diamond, and, an, and onyx. then an onyx. And the onyx player is so overskilled that he just negates everybody. It's a slayer. He's dropping 20 and three, which happened, happened it, to me and Joe. His, his CSR and MMR aren't linked. The <laughs> system will fix him. I'm just saying they're trying to balance it out that way. Right. What but what, what happens if I have that every game? Why do I feel like I, Always have an Onyx on the other team. Yeah, there's that something. Is always outmatching everybody else. Why does it always feel like that? It's consistent enough that you're like, what the hell? Right. And then the, uh, okay, something I really don't like, the party up feature increases your MMR. Yep. And they literally state that in the article. If you party up with more than one person, your it'll naturally rise your MMR. So when I want to play with my friends, we all of a sudden have harder games based off of where we're ranked. Yep. When, yes, communication should help, but only to a certain extent. You can only shoot as as straight as you can shoot. 
And you may not play with those people all the time. Yeah. So just because you're partied up doesn't necessarily mean that comms are always on point, that everybody's sticking together, that you're playing God tier Halo every fucking game. And then having everything, <laughs> it'll get discussed further, but having everything 50 50, mm-hmm. something like so. Yes, I do enjoy winning in Halo. But when every game is a sweat fest and it's like, it's stressful. Like, I want to have fun playing Halo sometimes. I don't want to stress about it. But they told you, you, they want you to have fun too. And they believe that a fun game is a 50-49 game every game. While it is exciting and can be exciting, it's sometimes, and I think here's the problem as well, is that I just love the ranked settings. Yeah. I can't play those settings in a non-ranked playlist. Nope. You can't even play social settings in a non-ranked playlist. Anyway, uh, so you have to go into ranked to get those settings. So. Yep. Yeah. Or play custom games with those are broken. But I'm not here to rant about that. Do you know, that was a voice crack, by the way. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah. And that's, I don't know if you, if you noticed during broadcasts, but sometimes it seems like. There's a reason why when they start the game and it goes to the video feed, they're like the players are already running and set up because they need to make sure that everyone's on the right team because players randomly switch when you start up a game because the custom games being broken or there's the crash instant crash, right? right? For the record, for people who don't, who don't know that, uh, who may be listening for the first time or whatever, there are issues with custom games in infinite um, where like will mention there, there are times where you'll load into a game and a player will just randomly switch to the other team. And this was, this was not done on purpose. This is just the game deciding just to throw you a wrench and do that. Or like will said, it could completely crash the lobby and you have to restart the build. These are, these are known issues that are apparently being worked on. And I will say the, the desk and the, the talent do a wonderful job of stalling of, Yeah. And it I don't may, mean that in a negative, like a no, 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 it might, no, they, uh, they are literally, they're doing a great job yes. finding topics, finding things to talk about while waiting for these games to properly start. Absolutely. Anyway, that's a whole nother thing. True. Very true. Um, uh, Anthony says, I don't like the hidden MMR. Uh, well, d- Anthony, if I was to put a blanket statement on this is that CSR uh, appears as though it doesn't matter. It's, it's literally your MMR that dictates everything. And they're using CSR as an additional metric, which it doesn't need to be there. And why not just show your MMR then and take MMR out of social? It's because, like they said, your MMR could not move on a loss. It could go up on a loss, but your CSR is going to go down because you lost. What's wrong with, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with increasing your MMR on a loss if you do well? Here's the other thing. What consists of doing well? Right. It, there like, have been... There, right. <laughs> the other... the other Again, when I was playing with Joe the other night, I threw my body at an oddball knowing I was going to die, but I picked it and threw it up into pipes so on, on recharge. You got it in an advantageous position for your team, but the game doesn't recognize that. We, we grab the ball, rotate it long haul as they're pushing through Whirlpool, and we win the game. Like... And if, the game doesn't able, recognize If they're that. able to push through Whirlpool and get the ball, bring it back to A, that can be a whole different ending. And they could win. And then you could lose CSR based off that loss. Yeah. But since I'm throwing my body, my, I'm gaining extra deaths. Right. So your CSR, even though you won the game, may not go as may not go up as much as your teammates because they didn't die as much. Because they, the game doesn't pay attention to that. 
Your rank shouldn't reflect how well your team does if they uh, or if they win and lose. I, I just think that this fucking, this hidden MMR needs to go away from social completely. Like there should literally be no basis off your rank. Your first, second, third, I don't care how many placement matches. It should have no indication as to your skill level going into ranked. None. It should have literally zero. Because as was proven, you can go into bot matches and only play bot matches and then be on a brand new account and then get matched up with Onyx players and ranked. It was literally proven. That should not happen at all. That's it's it's unfucking believable that that's a thing that happens in this game. Um MMR should be removed from all social aspects of the game entirely. What's the point of calling it social if there's MMR? Exactly. The emphasis should be put on connection times. Like yeah. that that literally should be it. Try to get people in the best connection they can have and then go run wild. There needs to be while well, I, I understand wanting to make sure it's a fun experience for everyone. There needs to be an expectation that it is social. You're going to get whoever in a social playlist. Right. You could get you could get Timmy who just picked up the game yesterday or you can get fucking Dr. Disrespect who have been playing games for 50 years of his life. Right. He's not that old, but <laughs> No, I get what you're no, saying though. You know. It's you have so many wide ranges of skill that are in social that you shouldn't be basing your matches off of a hidden MMR in a social playlist that should just literally be eliminated from the game systems entirely. And then the whole, you will never lose CSR on a win. You will never gain CSR on a loss, but you could lose MMR in a win. You could gain MMR in a loss. It's just, it, if it you fucking, don't perform or the, do perform CSR, it shouldn't be a thing either. Like they should just remove CSR from the game as well. From what I'm, from what I read in that article, like have have an MMR in ranked. So you you just have like that MMR number displayed. Yeah, whatever fuck it. You going. already have a CSR number that's not displayed until you reach Onyx. Mm-hmm. Who gives a shit? Just put the number on it. Who cares? I just I, oh my god. Anthony says, uh, do you think they do that to keep new players from getting completely destroyed and, and disinterested from like, absolutely. Yes. That's exactly what they do. 100%. But then again, you're also detracting a lot of players from wanting to play more. If every single game in a social playlist is weighted on a 50, 50 scale, regardless of whether or not they say that it's weighted, that's not the goal that they have. The fact of the matter is the system does that or tries to do that. If I, and the fact that, like, if I go into a social game with teammates, you're just naturally going to be matched up against people that are better than. Like, that's not... I get not wanting to have players disinterested based off of getting shit on. But at the same point, it is a social playlist. If I wanted to be ranked... If I wanted to be matched against players around my skill level or better then I would go play ranked. But if I'm just in it for a quick match time to just get in and play a fucking game, don't put ranks into consideration. And Anthony, yes, every single game feels like a sweat fest, regardless if it's social or not. That's why when I'm playing social or going for event challenges and something, it 
sometimes social feels more sweaty than ranked. Yep. Because you are still getting that MMR included. Maddie says if they use MMR for social, they should use very loose search parameters. Yeah, they should use like 10 pound Bowflex weights. <laughs> you know? <laughs> to use my analogy instead of their running analogy that they put in their article. But if everyone's using 10 pounds and they're on the same level, so it has to be someone who has 10, someone who has the 50s. <laughs> yeah. You got a weightlifter just chilling in the lobby. <laughs> Um, all right, let's read what Max Hoberman had to say. Again, Max Hoberman, uh, previous systems designer for Halo 2 and 3. He is the current founder and CEO of Certain Affinity. Um, this is his threat. In response to a Mint Blitz tweet um, regarding, if I'm not mistaken, it was the... Uh, actually, let me just open this. So, I, so we have context, just real quick. The Mint Blitz tweet was, for those asking for a 1 to 50 ranking system and why it won't return in Halo Infinite, 343's current system can detect Smurf accounts and place them against Onyx players within one game, even if they place bronze. Going back to 1 to 50 means they can keep making new accounts at level 1. So, take that for what you will, but this is what Max said. Um, Max put out a second tweet, FYI. Uh, Maddie, can you link it if I don't already have it in here? Um, Please. So, Max stated, I designed the ranking systems for Halo 2 and Halo 3. I had to use true skill in Halo 3 but didn't want to. It wasn't aligned with my philosophy. It's predicated on a notion that the faster, there's the keyword, faster you reach your actual level, level, the better. And a belief that, that perfectly balanced games are always best. In order to make it work, I had to alter the fundamentals of how true skill worked and in ways counter to its core design and intention and invention. Even then, we lost the transparency and intuitiveness that I desired. At its core, what you're all calling the 50-level system was about grinding to acquire an accurate level over time, not about getting you there as quickly as possible. It was tuned with matchmaking to allow a decent amount of variability in matches. Because philosophically, and somewhat contrary to this latest blog post, I didn't believe that perfectly balanced games were always the most fun. In fact, I felt they were often the most stressful. This is fundamental flaw. This is the fundamental flaw in true skill. So Shredded Nerd asked, being the designer of the original Halo 2 and 3 system, where do you think the crux of the issue is with the modern day frustrations with skill-based matchmaking? Max says, wrong priorities. Greater security does not always equate to more fun. The most competitive matches aren't always the most enjoyable. Designing for the top of the skill curve isn't always a great experience for the vast majority. From the Code Viking, he asks, What's your view on the current controversies surrounding skill-based matchmaking in online games? Max replied with, Too many games fail in their implementation of rankings in skill-based matchmaking. I suspect it's because they don't have sound fundamental principles underlying their designs. Overweighting for professional players is a big part of why priority should be given to the average player. And then finally, from Steve Chill Game, he asks, yeah, the whole, pers- the whole placement system in reality is that process simplified um, down to an initial X number of matches to get you 90% of the way there. After, the vast majority of players have little ability to move up and down ranks without system-defying performances to, to move the needle. Max says, I literally slowed this down in Halo 3 by pressuring the Xbox Live team to add a variable that allowed me to add resistance to change. 
Jay Dixon asks or stated, I feel that the current system is being made only looking at the analytics and numbers, but there are things like rank grinding that might not uh, seem like the more efficient way for a system, but the people playing the game enjoy that. Like they forget the players want to have fun. Max states, the ranking system should be designed as a game in and of itself. I learned this all the way back on myth. True skill does not account for this. And Ace asks, so what do we got to do to change it? Start a petition? And Max said, for Halo 3, I was able to bend true skill to my will. So I doubt that's the limiting factor. And then, Will, thank you for including the second tweet. Maddie found it as well. Yes. So thank you, Maddie, for adding it to chat. Will, thank you for adding it to the show notes. Max states, one of my devs informed me that there's quite a discussion of my tweets re-matchmaking on Reddit. I read through it all and now feel like I need to clarify a few things. First, Halo 2 and 3 both used skill-based matchmaking before it had a name. Halo 2 was a modified ELO system of my own design. I've explained the mechanics in excruciating detail. It was designed to grind. TM. Halo 3 used a modified true skill system designed to roughly mimic Halo 2. Your visible rank, which was also used for matchmaking, was the low end of the uh, the true skill probability range, not the middle, as they intended. Then we manually, drastically, slowed down true skill convergence. So the probability range, your lowest and highest statistical skill, shrunk very slowly. Ta-da! A 1-50 to system where everyone starts at the bottom. I thought this was very clever at the time. I agonized over a solution for months before landing on this idea. Going back to Halo 2, at low levels, you were artificially boosted by reduced point loss. This was hard on players on the low end of the skill curve. Sorry. Players at the high end of the skill curve were punished by greater point loss than gain. This asymmetry was the worst part of my design. Sidebar, that's how it works right now. That's really what it feels like it works right now. Players at the high end of the skill curve were punished by greater point loss than gain. Because the because there's more disparity in the there's matches. There's more disparity in the matches. And when you're at that higher end of the skill curve, you have to consistently performing as great as you possibly can be. Because if you don't... You have to be dropping 20 kill games. Almost. Exactly. Because if you don't, then you're going to be dropping a lot more CSR. Because there's more people below you, which the match could then say, well, you didn't perform. You lost against a team that you should have destroyed. And he says, I'm sorry once again. I've often thought of what I'd do differently. Were I ever to do it again? And I have an idea I hope to explore further. It's inspired by COD's best enhancement of my systems. Prestige. To clear up another misconception, both Halo 2 and 3 would try to match you close to your level but there was some mismatch intentionally allowed. And more over time, if you couldn't find a quality match. Butcher and I had a passionate debate about this in 2003. I remember it well. I maintain that allowing this was the right call and suspect that current skill-based matchmaking systems are often too strict. This is a configuration and philosophy issue. Both games also increased the, uh, the assumed level of players and parties when they were outside of allowable range for matchmaking. So there you go. They also, so both in Halo 2 and 3, if you're playing in parties, they increase the skill level. When they were outside of allowable range for matchmaking, 
I don't know what that range is. Which again was hard on less skilled players. I'm not sure what I would do differently here. I'd be loath uh, to prevent them from playing ranked together still. Back on the topic of what I do differently though. I'd like to explore a director paying attention to your meta experience of matchmaking over the course of a session. It's easy to figure how to incorporate that on top of either a Halo 2 or Halo 3 type system to maximum positive effect. If you take nothing else from this thread, please take this. For Halo 2 and 3, I assume the skill of the player base would map to a bell curve. And I designed the ranking and associated matchmaking systems for the middle of that curve, where the largest population resides. Makes sense to me. And Max, if you ever listen to this, uh, thanks again for iterating even further. More than you ever had to. Um, it is greatly appreciated seeing the insight on that from somebody who literally designed the systems that were in play at the time. So realistically, the only difference that I seem to be reading then was that they did allow for larger disparities within games. Mm -hmm. So why did H2 and H3 feel so different than what we currently have? Well, it sounds like CSR wasn't a fucking thing either. Right. There was an ELO. Right. There was, there was an MMR and uh, their true skill, which was the first iteration of what that is. Yeah. So. (laughs) It, it is definitely. It's tough because I don't want to sit here and say like me and my old halo ways, you know, I don't want to be that guy. Um, but in this current state, I do remember, like I wasn't a halo two guy. Like I wasn't a halo two kid. I was a halo three kid. Um, so I remember going through and like Max said, like his intention was grinding to get a higher rank. I remember that. And I do also remember there were lots of times where, um, based off the parameters allowed that there were times that I did get stomped, but there were times that I stomped others. The main thing that I remember, and again, this could be nostalgia talking and me being a Halo 3 kid, but the main thing that I remember is that I had fun. And I also remember that I didn't feel as punished. And this is taking into consideration what you and Justin have told me all the time. I didn't feel as punished running with friends. I just didn't because I felt like we still had instances of where there were close matches. There were games we got shit on. There were games that we dominated. I just felt like there was an even consistency across the board. And I always just wanted to keep going, but in infinite, it feels like whenever we play together with that MMR going up, it feels like I, I, we can, I, at least me can never have consistent games. It just feels like it's, I feel like there's one or two people on the other team that are just higher than where we are. And higher to the point where it's like they're working well together. There's, their shots are better. There's almost nothing. It's not fair in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying that every game needs to be that 50, 50 chance. It's just, I'd like more opportunities 
to play against teams where I'd have a better chance. But it feels like when we're running together, there's never that there, there's rarely that feeling. Well, then there's a, there's a difference there too. It's just because like having those couple players in one game, isn't a big problem. No, it's when it's consistent. And, and you, you never have the, the opposite of that, where there's a couple players who are, you just stomp mm-hmm. and, or a team you just stomp. It seems like when you're match made together, it's always harder. Yes. And that just gets me back to my whole thing of, like, if I don't want to play ranked, like, I I don't like, I've never liked SWAT, I've never liked Fiesta, blah, 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 right? That's just me. But when you feel like every game that you play, when I just want to complete event challenges or whatever the fuck is going on, and every game feels like a 50-49 scenario, mm-hmm. I'm not having fun at all. Like I, there's some, I, sometimes I just don't want to try. Sometimes you just want to lay back and rip faces off. Exactly. Exactly. And I don't want to fucking go negative 25 when I just want to have fun. Well, the, 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 the opposite of that is when we're in ranked. And if you do go negative 25, you're being severely punished by losing CSR. Yep. Drastically too. But maybe just maybe, maybe it's going to seem, this might be a stupid thing to say. No. But I guess who gives a shit about your CSR then? Let's just go in and if you, you do what you do. I mean, it, literally, we, we, I, I mentioned that, that CSR shouldn't be a thing at all. And I agree, just not, not caring about it, not worrying about it, and just do the do. So a mindset I've been trying to take with, if you want to hop in, Justin, whoever I'm playing with, is if our MMR is being adjusted to a higher level when we're playing together, Yep. If I want to just rank up, I'll just play solo for a little bit and get my rank back. Or it'll just come back naturally. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know, maybe just stop stressing about the matches. But yeah, I get it. You want to compete. You want to have fun. You want to win. That's- right. And and Justin made a point, too, where, like, why does it feel, um, where does he say it? Let's he see. doesn't feel like he's getting a 50-50 chance? No, there's one, one thing. There, that's it. But but if you always try and keep my win loss ratio at fifty percent, then how do I grind up? I don't. Yeah, I don't think they're trying to keep your win loss at fifty percent. They just okay. So th- I think this is a, this is another differentiating factor from the two skills, the two systems. Right. Once you get your rank, two true skill two is so good at putting you at your rank. Now they just put you just a little bit below, right? Whereas in the old system, the 1 to 50 system, you had to grind to get to your rank, right? Like if you were a, if you were middle of the road, 25, 26, somewhere in there, yeah. games wouldn't start getting really hard until you were there, right? Am I, am I saying that wrong? I don't so, think you're necessarily saying So you wrong. had all those ranks to grind through, which made it more like an achievement progress. Whereas you play your 10 ranked games in your Boom, you're at where you're at. I think there's a greater a greater separation of skill levels based off that 1 to 50 system as well. You know what I mean? Like having 50 levels versus... Sure. I mean, then again, we do have six per, six subdivisions per. Yeah. I don't, it's just... Something just feels off. It just feels off. It doesn't feel like, 
I just, based off the amount that I've played and comparing it, and I know it's a new game. I know it's it's separate, but like comparing it to other games within this franchise, comparing to other games that have ranking systems, it just feels off. It feels like it tries too hard when maybe it shouldn't try as hard. But then you got the opposite side of that where we're bitching about all oh, these maps don't feel competitive. This doesn't feel competitive. And they, I think they take competitive as de- defined by that 50-50 chance, right? Everything should be even. Well, I mean, unless we're talking about a Sun Hyperion's video, in which case pro players aren't actually. <laughs> you just leave that alone. <laughs> uh, I play after my 10 games if I can't go up. No, well, they put you a little bit below. So, like, when I ranked gold in solo duo, I most likely will be able to get to my mid-plat in solo duo. Sure. But once you get to mid-plat, how are you going to get to diamond? Get better, basically. Learn learn from the games. Get better. Work on your game. What if you than- have teammates who aren't as good? You're fucked. I don't know. <laughs> what if you don't perform? Well, then I didn't perform. I just, I just I know, don't there's like. Just, there's just too many variables. I just loved the idea that you gave, though, where or the scenario that you gave, where you were on the oddball game. You made a killer play to help your team because it's a team-based game, and you did what you needed to help your team to eventually get that win. But that's not recorded. Yeah, the there's only, nothing there other than what one second of ball time for jumping up to bat ledge and just throwing it in pipes and a death. Yeah. Right. When in my mind, why put the emphasis on your performance in the game? When I understand, like looking at performance, looking at those metrics can be good in certain circumstances, but why have that be the main point when, if you are playing a team game and you are playing a team role and you are playing well as a team and you are playing a, like not the solo duo playlist. So you're playing as a somewhat of a squad. Yeah. Why? I don't like how performance is the main metric that's being looked at. I, I want, if I'm playing well as a team, but I don't have the greatest stats out there, even the pros say it, the stats don't mean everything. Right. If you're winning, you're winning. Exactly. And that should, that should have more of an accountability of we're fucking working really well together. So you should go up in accordance with that. And and here's what I'll say too. I think they might be doing it to avoid people being carried. Sure. But let someone be carried. And then when they try to go in a game by themselves. Right. When they go in alone, they're going to get shit on. And then the ranking system should take that into consideration and start breaking them down a peg. Mm-hmm. And it will, it will be, you know, if, if someone's getting carried and then trying to get cloud off of it, as soon as they start playing with other people or whatever, it'll be shown. And I don't know. There, yeah. So Justin states and I, and I'm going to I want to discuss this too. Justin okay. says and I'm consistently going up against diamond players in one onyx. So why keep me in platinum? Just give me the damn diamond. And now this is where in that article it states Now Justin, I don't know based off the system that's in play what you're supposed to be at, right? Because apparently the game thinks that you're supposed to be at platinum whatever right now. The system is supposed to Right now, if I was looking at the system and I was looking at you, Justin, you're consistently going against Diamond and, and Onyx players, then in my mind, the system thinks that you are, your CSR and your MMR are drastically different from one another. So now what should happen, should happen, is the system should look at that and be like, okay, if you perform well in the games that you're playing against these Diamond and Onyx players, we should move your CSR closer 
to your MMR, get them as close as possible, and boom, you're in diamond. But based off the current system's implementation, it feels like it takes too long to get you to that point because it's so quick at getting you to where it thinks you should be in your placement matches and then sticks you there. And now you're only moving up a minimal amount unless you have an ungodly performance, in which case, unless you have an ungodly performance against the team that you should not necessarily win against, then you can potentially get plus 15 CSR, which is the cap on a win. So it's just, like I get, when they're, when they're discussing this, when they're, when they're explaining this, I get where they're coming from. I just, when I look at the older systems, I guess I just liked them more. And I never played through Halo 2's ranking system. This is just coming from a pure Halo 3 standpoint. So, so let's put right? this yeah. into current terms with Halo 3's versus Infinite's ranking system. Sure. Are you saying you would have more fun if everyone started in bronze? And as you played, Ooh. you went through bronze and you had to win 10 games or whatever to get through bronze and then okay. win another 15 or whatever, get through gold, platinum, up to your diamond and onyx ranks. Sure. Would that be more fun to do or would it be fun just to say, nope, I'm diamond off the bat or I'm plat off the bat and that's where I'm going to be playing around? You know what? Yeah, I would say, I would say I would, I would like to give it a go to, to play through, to do that, to go through the notions, right? Mm -hmm. Because the players who are vastly superior than a bronze, right? Will immediately jump out and just keep going. Yeah. They'll just keep going up. But the players who aren't will middle out where they're supposed to be. And then they can, they can continue to grind and do better. So on and so forth. I just feel with the current it, in, in, uh, iteration of how the ranking system works in infinite, I feel you don't have a good enough opportunity to grind out to continually rise. That's what I feel. And maybe if we did that bronze to champ system, the one to 50 system, right? Where you're going through each subdivision and working your way up, then maybe there would be a little bit more of that opportunity to grind through. And because maybe then I'd have the experience of if I am in a diamond two scenario, as I've worked my way up to that and the system has evened out around that diamond two scenario route, right? I'm, I'm typically a diamond one diamond two player through halo five and now infinite in the first seat in the first ranking that came out. Um, I've yet to do my placement matches after this next one. I could be lower. Okay based off of how they're talking about it. Um, we don't play. <laughs> apparently. Uh, but I feel I'd g be given a better opportunity because now hopefully more people have come through. The ones have pushed forward that have pushed forward. The ones have not that have not. But I'd have a better opportunity to grind to get to move forward more instead of relying on a CSR model that only bases it off my performance. If that made fucking any sense at all. No, I got it. Because you're saying if you come in like what ranks reset, how long? A couple weeks ago? Yeah. Three weeks ago? Yeah. 
Um, February, end of February. Yeah, I'm losing track of time already. It's okay. Um, You're saying now more people have been flushed through. When you start your journey at bronze right now, you'd probably get to your your diamond pretty quickly. Pretty quickly, yeah. But I think the thing that would change is versus 10 placement matches and you get your diamond rank, you're now playing anywhere from 0 to 50 matches to work your way all the way up. Sure. And something... You know, giving someone their rank right away is also, this might be the age of, I want, I want it now. Instant gratification. But what's more gratifying, burning through the fucking lower ranks where boom, bronze one, bronze two, bronze three, bronze, bronze four. And then finally getting up to those diamond ranks. Or is it just, oh, I'm diamond. You know, like, I feel like that grind, the, the grind of going through the ranks and having that sense of achievement as you go. And something infinite really needs to do. Because, like, so when you get to... Dime- so we're in agreement on that, then. We're on agreement, yeah. Okay, because, you know, I, I'm not going to lie to you. When I got, like, going through Halo 5, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I wasn't a fan of having a pistol as a starting weapon, uh, when Halo 5's ranking playlists, right, uh, I would go through my placements in Slayer, for example, right? I'd get my Diamond 1 or Diamond 2, whatever it is, I'd stop. Because you know what? I got my diamond. I don't think I'll ever hit Onyx. Why bother? Yeah. I'm good with hitting a diamond. And then, but when Halo 3 throwback playlist came out, like that's my jam, right? Yeah. And I was consistently moving up. And I'm that much closer to the next one. I want to go for that. Feels good. I can do that. I can get that. And I did. That was the first and only ever champ break I got. Yeah, I was in a Halo 3 throwback playlist, but I'm proud of that. I worked for that. And in Halo Infinite right now, I feel like I can't, I feel like no matter how hard I try, unless I'm on eight hours a day, like consistently outperforming what I should be doing, then I'd have an opportunity to get up there. Now, at the same time, if I'm going to be devil's advocate here, then maybe, maybe in 343's mind, I just should never be there. Maybe that's it. I should never be an Onyx. I should never be a Diamond Six. But in my mind, I want that opportunity. Like I, I, if I, I don't want to have to put in eight hours a day to do it. And I don't want to have to consistently outperform every single game to have a chance at getting CSR. Yeah. Like that's, I'm so, I totally cut you off. I'm really sorry. No, it's all good. No, I, t- I totally get what you're saying. Um, there just needs, but there, so it infinite essentially the, this new ranking system eliminated the need to, to, to kind of cut your teeth in the beginning and move up. Absolutely. Like, look, uh, I'm going to, I was not a first person shooter gamer growing up. I was a sports like Madden, NCAA, whatever. You like my chill. My first. So I, I don't know. I, this might sound kind of dumb, but no, when I first started playing competitive first person shooters was literally halo five. Yes. You came into it with that. So but like you, you've played Call of Duties before. Yeah, well, I didn't know what No, the hell but I was you doing. you've played them before. Yeah, I I touched them before yeah. a little bit. Played but, I sucked at them, but, but I Halo played, 5 I was campaigns. the first. I played campaigns. They were good too. So competitiveness, competitive wise. So like for me, when I started, I think I I placed gold when I first started playing. Sure. Like low gold. And Playing the game, learning the maps, learning how things work, moving through that was when I finally got to plat. I was so excited. 
And then I've I've hit diamond a few times in some seasons, which yeah. has been just incredible for me being, you know, five years in basically to first person shooters. Right. Competitive shooters. So when now when I just get my plat, my you know, I rank like I said, ranked plat four. Yep. It's just like, okay, I'm here, we grind a little bit, maybe get diamond, and then yeah, I'm kind of done. Right. There's no there's no nothing to keep going after that, like you said. Basically and, just reiterating what you said. No, you're fine. And then also like uh, being at uh, a platform or a diamond one, whatever it is, how long is it possibly going to take you to get to that next one? A plat five, a diamond mm. two, right? Like if it, it's just, well, it's a, it's that bell curve, right? So like it's, it's much harder to get up at that top. Yeah. And then if I continue, like if I, if we, if we win, but I don't play very well, then I may or may not gain CSR. Like you will never lose CSR in a win, but you might not gain it. I might not gain it. Yeah. Right. We, or if I lose, fuck me. What, how, well, how much do I lose? I was so that, that happened to me again. This just, I keep referring to me when I just played, but I think we did go up a game where it was, um, like it was a team of me plat and all diamonds against again, like that Onyx scenario and Onyx and all diamonds. And we won that game, but I went, eight and 12. Yep. And I had a little bit like negative 0.3 or whatever was my, my KD. Yep. And I did not gain anything off that win. And it was such a big win. Yep. And it was like, it was a team win. Just you're like, okay. And how defeating does that feel? Yeah. Because you're like, man, we just fucking beat a group of diamonds and an Onyx player with me being the low player with, you know, not, not even that, just your team composition versus their team composition. I imagine the matchmaking system thinks you guys probably shouldn't win this game. This yeah. is like that 51 49 scenario where you shouldn't probably win this game, but you did, but because your performance wasn't up to what anybody else's was or whatever, I'm not trying to dump on you. No, no, no. It's just because of that scenario, right? The system in play is, well, no, you're good where you're at. Like that's not, that's not fair. It's, it's reward. It's, it's, you can't like, it's all about the individual. It's not about the team mm -hmm. with a CSR that that's currently in process in a team game. Absolutely. And that's a problem. At least it feels like a problem. You know what, you know what it feels like? You take it. I'm going to take hockey. Please do. For Give example. us a better analogy than running. <laughs> it's like <laughs> reward. You know, look, the wild Kirill Kaprizov is our top scorer. He's our top guy. He gets rewarded for, for scoring. Well, our defensemen now aren't well. They're they don't they're not putting the puck in the net. So why why are they NHL players? We're gonna demote them. You know what I mean? That's like no, that's I what agree. it feels like. It's, yeah, it's like when well, they're the, the, the ones that are standing there or preventing pucks from going in your goal. It's, they're it's another, doing the dirty work, the behind the scenes work that's not being shown on a scoreboard. It's shitty. Um, Justin says, "I just want something to bring me back. I know we got to wait for season two of Battle Pass, but like." If we at least get, uh, if we at least had commendations, oh, look, 300 wins gives me a kick-ass helmet or some shit to show off. Hey, I'm fucking grinding, baby. Look at my shit. I have a good, I have a gold BR. Not because I just paid for it, but I earned that bitch by getting 500 headshots. Man, you literally typed that out like I would say something, Justin. I appreciate I, I, that. And I completely agree with that statement. Yeah, 100%. They, like you guys, you guys had talked about um, the, the pistol skins in H5 towards the end of H5's life cycle. Yep. Where it was literally get just wins. Get wins. Just get wins. That's all you got to do. And and then at certain milestones, 
You'll get a uh, uh, pistol skin. I do think the so the last one was like black and red, which looked sleek. But I think the gold one just should have been the you know the final gold one. pistol yeah. for the final. Yeah. yeah, it's like a gold camo and cotton. Yeah, yeah, they're just fucking cool. Um, and then he says, uh, at this point, I'm surprised campaign doesn't affect my hidden <laughs> MMR. Well, that's not a playlist, Justin. But it it, it is. It feels own. like it's Stone Hopper. Uh, and they says exactly. It sucks playing higher skilled players because I'm not going to go 15 and eight. I'm more than likely to go 10 and 14 or some, uh, or some, what does it say? Some, I think it's supposed to be something, something, sorry. The text is a little small for me. Uh, and it doesn't take into account that I still made plays to make that win happen. Absolutely. It only takes an individual player performance and that's not good enough. So then you start, that's the, like, I even noticed that you, you get people who just start baiting kills, right? Oh, I'm going to, I'm out there fighting and this player's going to wait until I die or that person comes, gets low to come take a kill or to now I do get an assist or whatever. Sure. And that is part of halo, the bait and switch, but you're still getting a negative KD because of it. But I, I've literally, I, I, I don't, I can't prove if this was happening, but it felt like that in, in a game I've been in where like a teammate was literally waiting for everyone else to engage, waiting for our team to die and then coming in and cleaning up kills to boost his performance. And how's that helping your team at all? When you guys could have been fighting that person together, neither of you die. Yep. And we make a play. We make and a And you make a play. You, you're up one kill. You're able to do something with that. Get a position. Get a power weapon. Whatever it may be. Hold on to, a, hold on to an oddball. A flag. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. But no. It's, it, it doesn't reward teamwork. It just rewards individual performance. The entire game does. Because of the hidden MMR. So... Things are just, it's not great. It's not a great system. At least from what it feels like playing the game. It doesn't feel like a great system. So, yeah. I guess breaking it down, it just, yeah, that's my final. I'll, I'll, I'll just leave it at this. This is what I got for this. So Please. the matchmaking system, it ranks you where it thinks you're supposed to be. Quickly. Quickly. Because that's the thing, too. Like, what? What if in those first few games of my rank, I just, I have an off day. I mean, the day that I ranked gold six in solo, like I knew I was having an off day, but I just kept playing. Mm -hmm. I know I can grind back up, but that's the thing. You get ranked quickly. You don't have a sense of achievement when you just get your rank and then you're, that's where you are. Yep. There's no moving through ranks. There's no progressing. You are where you are and that's it. Like Justin said, there's nothing to work towards in rank. There's no cosmetics. There's nothing to show for it. I mean, you do get, for for what it's worth, in Onyx, I mean, for all of them, you get a nameplate or an emblem. And then in Onyx, you get, is it a... A weapon charm? Yes. And I forgot what weapon, is it Emil's helmet? There's there's a weapon charm you get as uh, uh, along with the emblem for Onyx. But nothing past there, that. There needs to be a... Yeah, there needs. I think, honestly, there needs to be a charm for every rank that you can put on your weapon. And like yeah. season one, there's a one. Season two, it has its own design. Season three, it has its own design. So yep. you have something to grind for in those seasons. I mean, they had that when if you completed your placement matches in five in any playlist, then when the next ranked season came, you got uh, a rec pack that had a um, emblem for that specific season. Yeah. But everyone got that emblem. 
If as long as you placed, yep. As long as, as long you as you did it. But I'm saying to keep you going after you play. Oh, absolutely. You, they, yeah. I'm just saying. I, it also sucks because Halo, like they stopped doing that after an amount, uh, after a certain amount of seasons took place. Yes, I remember that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Probably when the population diff- dipped. Oh, <laughs> true. Um. So yeah, they they do need something to keep you coming back because they're if you if you don't like getting your teeth kicked in constantly. There's nothing to keep you there. <laughs> yeah. Bring, drop the barriers down. Like you can have a little wall up. That's fine. But like, don't, don't wall off everybody. Like loosen the parameters, get the fuck rid of CSR and get rid of MMR and social for the love of Christ. Get rid of it. Doesn't fucking belong there. Especially when I'm trying to go for 10 backsmashed or something like that. So I'm crouching corners and not playing the game, trying to get my challenge done. Yep. Why should that affect my MMR? Nope. It shouldn't, but it does. Everything affects your MMR in the fucking game. Um, Justin says also emblems and nameplates don't matter because we have no uh, pre or post game lobbies. So I can't even see other players stuff. I get it for game dodging, but then just slam that band hammer down. I agree. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we do have the post game or the pregame with our team, right? You can't see everybody, which is also funny. You can see their nameplates and their emblems when when it's going through the four people that all appears at the bottom. Oh, oh, in, like when the game is loading when in, like when, starting. You're, when you're getting in the match. Yep, and yeah. then you see the enemy team if they win the game with their poses, but that's it. Yeah. <laughs> we should, not- maybe we should go back to the victory show because everyone has the one now. Yeah. <laughs> um, Super, Super Saiyan Saiyan pose. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's what it is. Uh, Jesus Christ. I'm excited to see what the Twitch drops are, though, for Kansas City. Better be good. Better be fucking good. You, did, you, did you see the, the huge backlash about the fucking... Uh, I forgot if we talked about it on the show or not. The, the Twitch drops skins that were given for Anaheim were basically... The oh, 152 skin? Yes, with just one little color. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I laughed really hard when I saw that. Yeah, I feel bad. That 152 skin looks stupid as shit. Like, they, they did them dirty. They did them real dirty. They said it would be minimal. They did, but it's like the the concept for the skin just looked more, looked more shiny. And... It just looked better. And then when it was in game, it just looked dull and like, it looked like your, your Spartan was, it had a coating that was like battered, you know? Sure. That's what it looked like. So I think they thought that would be more, um, you're a battle hardened Spartan that got to 152. Yeah. Sure. But also be. like Justin, like we were, I was, when I played with Justin the other night, we talked about how like, I like the shiny armor coatings, but he likes the beaten ones. Sure. He like, he, it's, it's personal preference, but it's that the fact that we don't have the choice, right? Yeah. We should have the choice if we want glossy or battered armor. Well, they also said that with the coding system, like the amount of different uh, styles are like endless or whatever. So they can have a matte coding. They can have a glossy coding, a pearlescent coding, yeah. uh, battered, whatever it is. Like they can have all these things because the system is designed to do such a thing. But I don't know. I will say that one that you get from buying the beauty products actually looks legit. It sparkles. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't have it, but like I've seen a, a Spartan use it and it's pretty fucking cool. If I'm being honest. Um, 
well done blue coating and there isn't that yet? No, but they've sold like three different blue coatings that are all the same, but different. Whatever. I think they did the same thing with red. Like three or four different red coatings that all basically look the same. Um, whatever. All right. Rankings. Does that do it for our topic? Or? I think so. Okay. Did you have any final thoughts then? No, After? I'm I'm in agreement with you. I'd like something to work through. Um, I'd like to feel that regardless of performance, if you're performing as a team, if you're winning, then I want to continue to progress. Um, I, I feel, I, I've said it before, I feel CSR should go away because it basically feels like it doesn't fucking matter. I feel that MMR should be taken out of social completely because it shouldn't fucking be there. And I want a just better ranking system in general. I want, I want like Max was talking about where true skill could be bent to his will. And while the, the, the technically the core is still there, like break down the barriers a little bit. Let's, oh my God, I can't believe I'm saying this. Let's have some fun. Okay. Well, let's get into some regular news. Daylight savings time update. That's right, guys. If you didn't already know, you lost an hour. Sorry. Uh, we really felt it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is my Halo support. Due to daylight savings, Halo Infinite Challenges will begin refreshing at 11 a.m. Pacific time starting Tuesday, March 15th. Okay. So 11 a.m. Pacific time is 1 p.m. Central time, so our time. Future playlist updates, such as in-game events like Tenrai, will also occur at 11 a.m. Pacific time. The in-game shop will continue to update at 10 a.m. Pacific time each Tuesday. So that's noon central. Okay. Okay. So the in-game shop will continue to update at its normal time, 10 a.m. Pacific, and then challenges and uh, playlist updates will be an hour later at 11 a.m. Pacific time. So I don't fucking understand why. But they forgot to include daylight savings when building the process. How fucking Maybe. sad is that? I don't that, know. If, I don't that's know that's... if that's true, how fucking sad is that? Because when I read that, I'm like, when it shouldn't does, it always just be at noon. Like, does any other game do that? I don't know. I don't think so. I think every other game has their time set. Yeah. If it's, if it's, if it's noon, it's noon. It doesn't matter if daylight yeah. savings is what on or off. What the fuck? Okay. But whatever. And then, uh, there was a Halo Infinite patch that, uh, that came out. Um, by Halo support resolved issues. The following changes are made in the March 14th, 2022 patch. You can download it right now. It's approximately 600 megabytes or less improve PC stability by resolving a common crash and a local area network or land servers can now be started from the in game menus. So there you go. Now, Anthony messaged something about anti-cheat updates. So Anthony, if yes, I don't that. know what the fuck that was. Um, but if I quickly stall for one second and I go We're to gonna the, do some Google searching, yeah, I go to the Halo support website, maybe some uh, Twitter Halo support. Yeah, maybe check check that. I'll go to the Halo Infinite part on Halo uh, support site, which is absolutely terrible to try to get through, but that's okay. Um, Halo Infinite mid season update. Let's see if something has been uh, done here. I am not seeing anything in regards to. Oh, I know what he's talking about. He's literally talking about the mid season update that came out. Oh, gotcha. Yes, and they did we not, did. We, we talked at length about yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. So yes, you can go check out that episode of the show. Is it either last week or the week before? Uh, I have no sense of time anymore. I don't care. Either. That's okay. 
But yay, that's it for the regular news. Cyber Con of the games. Oh, so the subliners, Maddie, I am so sorry. Um, but Hey, Halo, Halo boy, uh, Neptune. He was picked back up, uh, immediately after he was dropped. So, ooh, uh, but it doesn't get better for them because, uh, they lost three, one against the London Royal Ravens. And then they lost three out to the Florida Muneers. So they are not doing well. And I thought that that team was going to be scary. Krim and clay coming back together. Then they got a couple new guys on there. Um, so you got the veterans, you got the new guns, new game on paper. It should have been good on paper. It was good. Just like the ranking system in Halo Infinite. On paper. Hashtag Crim and Clay washed. What? No, just kidding. People are saying that they should drop Clay and Neptune. I think is the the consensus of what I'm reading online. I mean, clearly. Now, okay, this is an instance, guys. Remember when I talked about how I don't like when teams just break up for the sense of change? Yeah. This is definitely an instance where something needs to happen. There needs to be like a tear it down to the foundation and start new. Something's it, wrong. Maybe it's just conflict in strategy. Um, maybe the, it's the game. Yeah, maybe. But then again, if you're a professional player, you, I think you should be you able adapt. to overcome that. and You can adapt. That's the key. Oh, fucking beautiful word. Adapt. Anyway. We'll have to wait and see what happens with the subliners before we continue. And the rocker. Oh, true. But at least we're playing better than them. Uh, sorry, Maddie. But before we move on, I want to ask a subliners fan, Maddie. I'm sorry to put you on the spot. You don't have to answer if you don't want to. But what do you think should happen if this was if this was up to you as a fan of that team in that region? What would you do? What would you want to see happen? Do you think Crim and Clay are still awesome? Do you think they should restart completely? What do you think? I'm, I'm genuinely, I genuinely want to know. And I think he's probably going to be typing out a response. Most likely. So I guess if I'm looking at the rocker right now, they are perplexing to me because it's like they can go off and they can win a big game. Sure. But then they just can't sometimes like they, you know what I mean? Like, or the, they'll lose to a team that they should have never lost to. Right. Uh, Maddie says, I'm going to be honest. I've only watched the first week of matches, so I don't really know who's underperforming. Well, never mind then. You're just not a true fan. It's fine. <laughs> I get it. And it, It's like we do have, you know, we have Priest, Estandi. Um, Major Maniac. Major Maniac, Maniac and Attach still, right? Yes. Like, that's a solid lineup. A yes. hell of a lineup. It's just something. Something not clicking? It's, it's either... I don't, I don't know. There's, there's just two, two, it's like every Minnesota sports team, right? They're on the roller coaster. They can be at the high of highs. They can be at the low of lows and they True. just seem to land somewhere in there. True. We can never remain consistent. We won one major last year. Then again, I feel like we've remained consistently in like the sixth through eighth spot. You know, that's what I feel like. Yeah. Mid they're mid. They're like, the, they're like, I'm saying they're on the fringe of being the top. And then it seems like they just, they just 
fall out sometimes. I don't know. Yeah. Maddie says, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of the game, but he also says, I don't think they can afford to tear it down right now. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm genuinely curious what they do because this feels like an LA thieves situation all over again. And that granted they're doing better now, but that was a disaster where they made fucking changes every week is what it felt like. Oh my God. I know they promoted their assistant coach as the new head coach. Hopefully that works. Hopefully. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. Like Will said. Well, shall we move on? Yeah. Well, that's it for Con Other Games. Watch time for Will's Adventures with the Nailers and other games too. Will, I forgot to add the one that you added, so I'm going to add that too. What did you play mm. over the last week? You know, we played some rock band. We did. I need to stop trying to sing when I'm drunk because it doesn't go well. Oh, it was beautiful. It was not. It was beautiful. It was not people. It was beautiful. But I still had fun. Uh, Destiny 2. Mm. I did a few things. Mm. I have a lot more to play, which I'm not going to get done this week. I, I did maybe one of the weekly missions. Sure. But those will just compound into next week, right? Like I can go through this week's weekly missions or do I just start at the start of next week? You just start at the start of next week. Oh, that sucks. That they should fix. Weekly reset. Yeah. Everything resets. Um, and then I talked about a lot about me playing Halo Infinite already. So I played some with Justin, I believe, and I played some with um, uh, Mr. Joe. The Joe Meister. Joe, yeah. It was kind of fun, I guess you could say. It's stressful, right? It's, it's ranked. Stressful. It's stressful. It's it's like intense competition. Or when we're playing Tactical Slayer. Oh, uh, yeah. It's also stressful. <laughs> Your reaction, that literally explained it all for me. Oh, yeah. A tactical Slayer. SWAT! To the Mangler, I have to just say, I, I I feel like it's not the best call. Wait, what gun? The, the Mangly Dangler. There it is. And then the sidekick, too, is you can you can get sprayed down pretty quick. It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel precision, precise, yep. like a SWAT weapon should. Now, I do agree stalkers would hopefully be good. And commandos might be fun because of the first bullet accuracy. But after that, the spread kind of goes crazy. So you got to really manage your shots. It goes cray-cray. But, the, but the, the sidekick and the mangler just didn't sit well with me. Sure. How many, how many sidekick games did you actually get, though? Because oh, didn't yeah. you have a challenge? Not to a get? ton. <laughs> yeah, I, I never finished that get, get sidekick kills challenge. But what happened as soon as you swapped it? Oh, that was the, yeah, then we got a sidekick game. Yeah. Yeah, it was lovely. literally right after you swapped it. Yeah. Oh, wow. The fucking challenge system sucks. <laughs> Sorry. We, we I, talked I'm about it last negative. week. We I'm talked about negative. it last week. Yeah. Sorry. But that's, uh, I think that's all I played. All right. Unless you want to include exit the game, a board game. Yeah, we do want to include that. What it's, is exit the like, game, the board game? It's like game. a escape room in a box. You have like, you pull it out. There's some manuals. You, you read through the thing. You follow the rules. You have to like flip cards and it's fun. It's funny because like they, 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 they were kind of smart with it. So the, the cards are numbered, right? And you don't look at them at all. And if you think you have a solution, it will lead you to a card number. So then you flip over that card and the card will be like, if this matches this flip this card over, then you flip another card over it's and like it'll be choose like, choose your own adventure book. Kind of. <laughs> Turn to page it'll, 57. It'll, it'll tell you if you got the answer right or wrong. Okay. It'll be just a red X if it's wrong. If not, it'll like, oh yeah, you got this correct. And awesome. it'll only one will lead. So it's like, it's smart in the way that it works. 
and they use multiple because you can multiple cards could be for multiple answers, but only or like those cards you flip over with the numbers on them could be for multiple answers, but that will only lead you to the correct card once. Okay, if that makes there's there's multiple layers there. Sure, um, and it's fun because like the like um, some of the clues they you know they give you a pamphlet, but you got to like tear that thing open, flip pages so things line up to find the clues and right. Um, one was like you had to tear out these specific squares on one page and like put them on another page to make everything line up. Okay. It's kind of interesting. It was really fun. So it sounds legit. Um, and there's different levels of difficulty that they give you. And then there's like a little scorecard on the back. You're supposed to time yourself. There are help cards. If you get completely stuck, that's nice. And the amount of like, um, the, but that accounts against your score at the end. Of course there's a way to score, but based on the time it took you and how many help cards you used. Okay. And they are in it. The, the, the nice thing about the help cards too is like, so there's clue a, so to speak, there's help card one, help card two. And then they finally just give you the solution. If you can't, can't figure it out. Sure. So if you, you, if you're like, I want to use help card a, and you're like, well, yeah, I got all that. They say you can just throw it away. That doesn't count okay. against you. Nice. If it, if you already got through that section that they're telling you for the first clue, then no loss points, no loss points, which is nice. That is nice. I like how they took that, all that in, into consideration. Yeah, it's it's fun. And it's a uh, one to four players, so I feel like uh us and then the wives need to play sometime. Yes. It would be a fun fun time. Hundred percent. Next game night. Sure. Yeah. Yes. I'm in. All right. Help. What about yourself, Josh? Well, I also played some Destiny too. Um, just did a couple of my weekly things. Not a lot though. Uh uh Grand Turismo seven. I'm still playing it. I yeah. think the the faux story mode that they have in there is engaging and rewarding and wants to keep me progressing. Oh, crazy. I know a fucking car game at that. Um, I played some more Elden Ring. I got the broken thing that we talked about um, after recording. Yeah, I think after uh, I'm not going to spoil anything for those who are playing Elden Ring. I'm just going to say one phrase. Horfrost stomp. <laughs> okay. If you're any at all interested, you can look it up. I'm not going to explain it, but just know that I'm now having fun in Elden Ring. Uh, we played rock band. It was a lot of fun. It's a good time. We're, you, you were fine dealing with all of our drunk asses. Yeah. Yeah. I had fun. All I right, had a lot good, of fun. Good. Um, st- watching the clock turn from two to 3 a.m. Wasn't very fun, no, but like we, everything else was fun. We all had no idea. No. And it was like, it's now three o'clock. I am like, like, uh, just the fact that like my kid is going to be waking up shortly after that. And we have an early morning. Yeah. Like doing like a stuff. brunch, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Fucking 11 a.m. I was, I was tired. Um, and then I also played some Halo Infinite with you and, and Justin, uh, played some of the tactical Slayer event. Um, and yeah, again, not to be overly negative, but I think the challenge system is fucking atrocious in this video game. Um, and it's not making me want to engage, but because of FOMO, I want to complete the event pass. Now, luckily, here's a pro tip for you. Here's a here's a professional casual tip for you players out there. Um, Will is I believe you have the same idea, unless you've, you you only have a few left, right? I have two challenges left now. So that's the thing, right? Is that come reset? This event is two weeks long. So myself, I have I think five or six completed at this point out of ten. When reset happens tomorrow, the day after we're recording this episode, your challenges reset, which means you'll more than likely have easier challenges, including event ones at the top of your list. So instead of sitting there grinding, unless you want that ultimate green fucking visor, 
instead of grinding through all your challenges, you can wait till the reset tomorrow and finish out the ones that you have and hopefully then be easier. Um, but I still think that the challenge system is absolute garbage. But yeah. And also I'm just not a fan of SWAT, but I have to play it because it's tied to the event and you have to do the event challenges that are not a separate reward track. So woo. That's all I played. Will. let's get into some fucking shout outs. Shouts everyone who followed and subbed during the live show. We have a pr- uh, fresh citrus with a pH. Thank you for the follow. Uh, B Brown four for the follow. Thank you. And Poon Halo. What a name. Thank you for the follow as well. Uh, happy belated birthday to it's prof and lucid. Happy birthday to you two gentlemen. Um, I hope it was, I hope they were great. Community creations, Halo memes every day, reddit.com forward slash r forward slash Halo memes. We have clips of the week number 148 by High Tech Redneck. And then the last one I have, just a short one for you this week. Um, Shyway teaches jumps that will make you love Halo again. This is by Shyway. Go check out that video. If you want to get better, uh, especially competitive stuff, go watch Shyway's content. I do need to learn some more jumps. Well, you can learn all the jumps by watching Shyway's videos. You can do that. Will... That's all I got. Um, also, I guess we should say this. It's not absolutely set in stone yet, okay? But we do have tickets purchased. We are planning on going to KC. Nothing's, it's not set in stone. We have, to, we have to figure out a couple logistical things. But for all, for all intents and purposes, we're planning on going to KC. So if we do end up going, we really hope to see you there as well. Don't be a stranger. Come up, say hi. Uh... We'll hang out, we'll watch some Halo, shoot the shit. It'll be a fun we'll, time. We'll be better about posting pictures on our Twitter so you'll know what we are wearing and look like. With masks on, it's hard to identify some people. So Yeah. Um, we'll be better. T- stay tuned to the Twitter uh, come event time if we are there so you know what we look like if you would like to come to see us. You can't see my mouth, my gaping mouth screaming all the time, you know, with masks on. Maybe so. you should just permanently be doing Will's adventures as you walk around. Fucking make my arms die. <laughs> it's a great idea. Uh, but no, seriously, come out, say hi. Um, it should be a really, really fun time. Um, and the, the, the uh, an emphasis that I want to put on uh, KC, what we talked about is want to watch more Halo being played. Yeah, we, so. we did a lot of walking around doing things. We, we yeah. might have our butts firmly planted on seats for most of the day. Firmly crisp it. <laughs> SpongeBob reference, ladies and gentlemen. You know, hopefully there's some new merch options because that's always fun. They, they did say there will be additional stuff there. New, new, new uh, booths. Optic better have a booth. I fucking agree. Because they didn't God. last time. And I hope their shit's better than the Cloud, t-shirts that they had at Raleigh. Cloud9 didn't either. They, their merch was placed within the HDS. Yeah, but it didn't look bad. Well. Like they no. didn't have bad looking merch. I also hope that E United has something different. Um, nothing against the Eagle stuff that they had, but it was just a little too much for me Too, Yeah, I agree. They had an Eagle plastered on the back of your shit. That's like, why I liked the, ah! like, I'm good. I like the front of it. Yeah. It's just the back. Yeah. It's like you look at the front and it, it's like, Oh, I can, I fuck with that. And then you look at your bag. Like, ah, nah, fuck Although it. the blackout jerseys were really good. They were because they didn't have Eagles spread across them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to pack all my esports stuff for the trip. Yeah. We're driving, so we're we can driving. take everything. Oh. Bring the studio? We can bring this. <laughs> take the legs off the table and just pack the <laughs> table up. And just Live from Kansas City, our Airbnb. All four monitors. 
No. 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 <laughs> no. Um, oh, man. We could literally. We could have Dave on as a guest. We could have Dave on as a guest. It would be like. Because we wouldn't be leaving until the Monday. Yeah. I we could do Tuesday, something on Sunday. I took Tuesday off of work, too, just for the hell of it. Oh, I did not. So. I'd be going back in on Tuesday. Uh, oh, but, man. You're remote. I am remote. I am remote. On Tuesday, I am. Um, cool. Well, yeah. If you're there, come see us. It'll be fun. Free hugs. For me, at least. Will my punch you in the dick? But the, no, I mean, no, 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 no. I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, come say hi. Will, that's all I got. So would you mind doing one of the things that you always do so well, which is plug the show? If you want to listen to us, find us on podcast services. Search for HGS Pro Talk on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and others as well. Pocket Cast. If you'd like to connect with the community, our community, see what's going on, talk to us. We're, we're, we're present in our Discord. The link's provided in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. Exclamation point, show notes in chat. Or if you want to go to our Twitter, and our link tree provides a link directly to our Discord. So there you go. Speaking of Twitter, find us on social media on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Search for HGS Pro Talk. If you want to watch VODs, check out the YouTube, youtube.com slash Pro Talk. If you want to watch us live, usually Mondays at 7 p.m. Central Time, join us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Pro Talk. We do have a website, hcsprotalk.com. You can find a link to our merch in the top right corner or old uh, cataloged things on the site as well. Oh, you're trying to do top right? Yeah, because like if you're it's watching like, the VOD, then like, the right's going to be over here. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. But my right's like. over there, but the button's going to be over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. And don't forget about the fine folks over at Podcast Evolved. Make sure to check out halopodcast.com, your home for Halo. If you want to watch their shows, they have shows such as Podcast Evolved, Mission Debrief, Book Club, Build Box, Halo Headlines, and their new show, Halo TV Plus, that will discuss the new Halo Paramount Plus TV show. They got lots of shows. Lots of shows. Lots and, of shows. And hey, we might be on their site too. We are. And we sometimes we're on page. their shows. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that we are. Yeah. I got to get better at using Slack. I have no idea what I'm doing with that thing. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Slack just, app. Yeah, it's just a, a, it's a communication service like Discord. Except not. Just, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. It's an instant messaging service. With channels and threads and GIFs. And it confuses my old ass. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> there are parts that I like about Slack and there are not parts I like about Slack, but that's besides the point. All right. Will. Yeah. Shall we, shall we close it out? Shut it down. <laughs> Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for, for episode 226 of HCS Pro Talk. Thank you so much. For listening, if you're tuning in live, thank you very much for hanging out with us in the live show. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you for adding to the discussion that we had for the ranked matchmaking. And hey, guess what? The conversation doesn't need to end here. Like Will mentioned, we're on YouTube. We're in Discord. We're on Twitter. If there's anything you want to add to the conversation, leave a comment on the YouTube video. Join the Discord. Join the previous discussion channel thread. Um, add your thoughts there. Tweet at us. I read them. And if you're an asshole, I might not reply to you, but I'll read it and be hurt by it <laughs> and cry about it in the fetal position in the corner. 
I'm not going to fucking do that. But if you are mean, fuck you. Hey, uh, that's it for episode 226. We'll be back next week to talk about uh, whatever the fuck decides to happen. Hey, you know what we haven't gotten yet? A roadmap. Maybe we'll get that. Who the fuck knows? A what, roadmap? What, what, what roadmap are you talking about? I don't know. It's what? like an updated. The thing we were supposed to get in January, but it's March now for the campaign stuff or for like game fixes and things. But like- they just said a roadmap, the Halo Infinite roadmap. Oh, the roadmap. Wasn't the whatever the fuck that is. Didn't we get a roadmap, a roadmap for the events? Was that it? Kind of. It was a picture that had Tenrai because that one is the it's overarching over- season one. Yep. And then we had the winter contingency, uh, what was it? Tactical ops or whatever the fuck the one yep. that's currently. Yep. And then another one, I think. Yeah. Oh, no. We, there was winter contingency, cyber showdown, cyber showdown and tactical ops or whatever it's called now. Yeah. So this Tech is the ops. last one according to that picture, but we're, that's not the overarching roadmap that we're supposed to get in January. But Hey, you know what? Well, we'll have to wait and see. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for us. We'll be back next week, but until then, bye-bye.